Hello and welcome to Tempence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, alias Vertdevic. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm Sean Holly, aka In Your Face. I've not said that for ages, have I? Oh, I might be saying it later on. Right in your face, mate. You're right. Before we get on to the dealings of arcade stuff, I'd like to welcome new listeners and offer them a one-time chance of a lifetime of owning a Sean Holly NFT. For the mere price of £60,000, you will get exclusive rights to Sean Holly. He will do podcasts and YouTube videos for you, and only you. His video and audio buffoonacy will be exclusive for you and only you, Oh, and anyone with an internet connection. Think of the potential of having your own Sean Holly NFT. Copyright 10 pence, Productions 2021. All rights reserved. The possibilities are literally limited. Right. How do you fancy being an NFT, Sean? Well, everything else is. But I could, I could do. Well, it would go well with your sort of persona, because they are nonsense. Mm-hmm. Are you drinking an alcoholic beverage there, or a non-alcoholic beverage? It is a Stella Artois, alcohol-free, 0%. That sounds that. absolutely disgusting. It, it's one of the nicer ones. I, I went Are out you with sure? Some, I went out with some lads, I'll talk about that later on, and I had a Cobra 0%, which wasn't good. Ooh. Per, Peroni's not good. Heineken's They're all doing good. it now. Heineken's good. Heineken's a good one. Iron Brew hasn't got any beer in it. No. And it's sugar. fantastic. Well, this one's got Spartan stuff in it. Aspartame. I'm going to have a rant about that. Oh, are you? Well, I'm yeah. interested in that. Well done. I'm completely not taking, using any of it Oof. at all, Oof. ever again. Oof. Mm. Anyway, up and round and up and yes. down. I've been to Galloway Forest recently, because you told me about it a little while back, looking at stars and all that. Yeah. And I managed to miss Trollnads in the same car park as us, at the same time as us, looking at the sky. He, he was there while we were there. and Because it's it's very dark there, and you're only supposed to like have shielded like red light lights to see your way around, because it's very, very yeah. dark when we're looking at the scars. And obviously everyone's pretty quiet, because it's late at night. We didn't see each other, and he was like two cars away from our car. <laughs> wow. We completely missed him. How weird is that? What are the, what are the chances? <laughs> Madness. Uh, I've got to tell you about the stupid dog nearly ruining the whole weekend. The idiot. Go on. When we got there, right, it was only a couple of uh, hour, hour and a bit away from us. It wasn't very far away, right? So we got there Friday. We thought, oh, we'll go for a quick walk with the dog, wear him out, and we'll do the proper stuff tomorrow. Um, so we took him out to sort of a bit of a wander about the place, and it's like an old castle, old derelict castle, sort of mansion house thing. We're looking around that. It's all derelict. And he was off leading that, and he was okay. And I saw him look, and I saw something, and I thought it was another dog for a second, and I realised it was a monk jack, which is a little deer with like a fluffy tail. Monk jack? A monk jack, M-U-N-T-G-J-A-C, I think. You get them in where I used to live as well. I used to get them in the field sometimes. Is that not a type of fruit? No, no, that's jackfruit. Or a fish? No. Uh-huh. But he saw this monk jack, and before I could get hold of him to clip him on the lead... I could see he was going to chase, and he ran off, yipping away, doing the the beagle chasing thing. We go yip 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 yip, and he would not come back. And all this was like where where he was running was over a big like long grass field, but it had lots of water in it, bog water. So I had to run after him because he was he wasn't going to come back. I was up to my thighs in like bog water, 
And if if he was unlucky, he could have drowned in it. He could have got stuck somewhere and drowned. Because the other fear normally is if they run out in the road or anything. There's no roads around. So it felt like forever I was chasing him for. And I was really knackered at the end of it. It must have been only about 15 minutes or so. And he eventually came back. Luckily, I've got really good hearing. I could hear where he was. Tori was getting really worried about him as well. And so by the time I got hold of him and got him back, he was covered in mud and water and stuff. I was up to my thighs in water with my brand new waterproof shoes on, which now weren't waterproof because they were submerged quite a bit. He was not in our good books that night. Idiot dog. Did he care? I think he did at the time. I think he realised what he'd done. But um, no, generally not. He'd forgotten about it by the time he found us again. Idiot. Stupid dog. (laughs) So that was all right. Um, It was very rainy. There's a lot of little silly towns sort of nearby. It was just just relaxing. We didn't really do anything as such. I took my Game Boy Advance with me, my my newly screen-refreshed IPS screen Game Boy Advance with me. I had some play on that. It was quite fun. I was doing nothing. If anything needs an update, it's that. I remember I remember this screen being really bad on that, but loving the games. Oh, God. I bought this Game Boy Advance just before I left London from some guy in Richmond. It's a really nice one. It's one of the orange ones, like the spice orange ones, what they're called, cinnamon orange. Mm. And when I got it, I wanted it because I never had a Game Boy Advance. I bought my son one when he was little. He had the, the purple one. But I never had one of those. And I thought, oh, I'd like to play one of those with, you know, the sort of landscape orientation of it. But when I got it, I thought, oh my God, you can hardly see it. You know, it was almost as bad as the Game Boy Color screen back in the day. Yeah. So I bought a IPS screen, which is about 35 quid delivered from China. And it is absolutely night and day. Let me just turn it on. I got an SP. I think, the S- I think the SP was backlit. That was better. Yeah, the SP screen is quite good. Look at that, though. I still got it. Gorgeous. Look at it. It's lovely. So I played a bit of that when I was away. So, on to arcade stuff, though. Um, I've been recently, before we started doing this podcast, while I was doing the, the notes and the webpage and everything, I was searching through MAME for odd, stroke janky, stroke good, stroke oldish games for the next podcast. And I found out I really don't like Tiger Road and Shinobi. I really don't like those games. They sort of left to right, have a fight, sort of, you know, chuck things at things and get killed a lot. You get one hit and you're dead. I just Pete, Pete Hahn likes the Shinobi, doesn't he? He's very, very good at it. That's why. He probably, but it's one of those games where if you could remember where everything is coming out at you, it always comes at you at the same time. So mm. I think you can probably get into a pattern of doing it. It's, I suppose it's like Ghosts and Goblins and stuff, really. But I like that game. Isn't it weird how you like some and not others and they're quite similar games? Hmm. Yeah, Shinobi's difficult. Yeah, it's just very... Yeah, I'm just not into it at all. I mean, I used to like it when I was a kid because it was ninjas and stuff. And the bit where they jump at you in the sort of bonus level. But I just do not like that game. I had to sort out a bit of a, a cab the last couple of days as well. The Bosconian cab, which is one of my ISIS, is themed for Bosconian. Uh, the monitor wasn't playing, displaying certain colours. And I'll explain how I found out that a little later on. Because uh, it goes into our game of the month. Um, the cab had the main colours cable, you know, the red, green, blue, sync, ground, spliced into the main cable connector, which goes into the monitor, which is a, a hand tracks one, which is one of those, those green connectors. And it was spliced with chop blocks. So it had the, the five wires going into a chop block, and then the chop block going into the wires to the cable, because someone yeah. had done it and been lazy and done it. It was a bit wonky when you moved it around, so colours would go on and off as you moved it, so it obviously weren't connecting very well. So I removed the chop block, 
soldered the wires together and heat shrink tube them, which is the best way of doing it. This helped to start with. I then popped in, um, I've got one of those jammer pie thingy setups, which has got the jammer uh, harness. I think it's JPack, an audio amp, the pie, and software on it and stuff. The one that Rich Chunks installed that a little while ago. So I put that in there and chose a game with a decent monitor test pattern. I think I used um, Tetris, actually. It's got a really good pattern on there. Messed around with the controls on one of those pesky Handtrax 900 monitors. They are not... I do not I do not like those monitors to work on. They're, there's got loads and loads of pots in them, and I'm not quite sure what they'll do. And they're mm. not marked. And there's loads of them in there, and there's lots of... It's very difficult to get to parts of it. It must be horrible to work on, because there's like different boards in there and stuff. Really don't like them. And the one I sold that guy recently had a 900 in it. It went wrong just before I sold it to him as well. So I had to give him some money off it. But he's recently got it fixed. But they're quite old monitors and they run really hot. There must be quite a lot of ceramic resistors on there that run quite toasty. So when you put your hands near it, you can feel the heat come off of it. It's probably why they don't run so well. So the Pi setup is also set to run the last played game on there. So I had Bosconian in there because my Bosconian board died a while back. I've got it back now, and I need to get it repaired, so I can put the original board back in there. But it was on yeah. that, and I didn't realise if you, well, I, I, put, I plugged a keyboard into it and got out of the game and put another game on to get the, the pattern. I was playing a bit of um, Pirate Ship Higamaru because it's a horizontal screen with one button, joystick, and one button. That's all Higamaru is. So I was playing that for a while. And I'm quite happy to say when I turned it back on again, it was playing Higamaru. So I'll leave it in there for a while playing that because I played it the other night. I'm struggling to get a hundred thousand on it which I can do normally quite easily. But I love that game. I really enjoy playing it. It's really nice. And it looks nice on that screen. I've moved the screen around a bit, got the colours a lot better, and it is a lot nicer than it used to be. Just need to adjust it. That's all. Oh, that's good. That game is truly fantastic. I really like it. I also, another stuff I've been doing, I finished off the last few Vectrex controllers. I finished one of the metal ones I made for someone. And I've still got a few little bits to tie up just before I finish them. But I'm hopefully going to start a new project not sure on what I'm going to do yet, though, but I am really yearning to make some more things. I sent you a picture the other day. Do you get that? Yeah, well... Basically, I've got... What? What? You sound like a confused farmer from the West Coast. What? What? My turnips are Basically, it was one of my control boxes I used for the Vectrex, and, and that particular one on the picture I sent you has got a pie three in it i think inside it so it's basically a main box with pies in and i've 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 had for years a brand new in box never used 10 inch cortec arcade monitor and it's one of those ones you got above the sc- the main screen in nintendo uh versus cabs Right. Or the yeah. Play Choice. Sorry, the Play Choice Tens, isn't 10, it? Yeah. yeah. And also the Sega Mega Tech. So you can choose your game on the top little screen, and then the game plays on the big screen at the bottom. But yeah. it's never been used. This this monitor. It's never been used. It's brand spanking new. Never even been plugged in. I don't think I've even t- tested it. So what I'm thinking about doing is putting in a nice case, a nice box around it, making a control panel that's the same kind of size as that, and then make a little sort of bar top, but a proper CRT tubed bar top. So it's going to be a horizontal one, and I might even put a connector on the side of it. So it'll be a pie. It'll be pie run by a pie. I might put a connector on the side of it so you can plug jammer boards into it with a cable. I don't know. I'm thinking about it, but I need to do a project. I haven't made anything for a while. I'm getting itchy to make something again. 
And fixing that, that cab the other day. Now. Yeah, and fixing that cab the other day, actually getting results off of it, actually getting it working nicely, it's making me want to do something again. Mm, that's good. Mm. And I need, I need to make um, a SNES arcade stick as well. I've done a NES one a little while ago, and I need to do some SNES ones. I have to work out the sort of arcade, the the artwork for that and where the buttons, because you've got shoulder buttons on that as well, haven't you? Yeah, them, them Jellico Pony tubes, have you exploded them? Have you smashed them with hammers? I'm going to, because they're both useless. They're both useless now. Mm. I am in talks with someone about buying a... Wells Gardner, I don't remember the number, I think it's a U5000, 27-inch arcade monitor. This was a brand new one in a box, so it's quite expensive, but I think those cabs deserve it. And it's it's basically just buy it, put it in there, and it will work. Yeah. And then I'll have to find another tube for the other one, which hopefully finding one tube would be half as easy as finding two tubes. But we'll work that one later on. Now, what else have we been up to? That's about it, I think. And you, what have you been up to? Tons, mate. Tons Absolutely of stuff. tons in this in this month. Right, remember that Android TV box I got a while ago? The cheapo box from AliExpress, yeah. Yeah, forty-one pound. It was powerful as a Raspberry Pi four. It had built-in memory, good RAM. Came with everything. All you needed to do is put the controller. It even came with power supply and mm-hmm. HDMI. Well, trying to get it working. Because I've, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos, they could put emulators on it. Oh, so it came as what, like a Netflix kind of box and yeah, an Amazon an Android thing. TV right. box. Did yeah. it have Android games on it? Because Android can run emulators, can't it? Yeah, yeah, it had. Andro- it's at Android nine. You can't, you can't sort of upgrade it any more than Android nine. Right. So the, my phone's as we speak. It's upgrading to Android twelve as <gasps> we speak. Wow, it's magic in it. No, I've, I've put it over there so it doesn't cause interference because it did last time, didn't it? With the recording, you got the beep, 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 yeah. beep, 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 yeah, professional as ever, Sean. Yeah, and I got it, I got it working. Yeah, I, I use there's a version of RetroArch now on. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah, on the Android store, but it kept crashing, and I found another emulator that may not work with Android Nine that kept crashing, Oof. and I, I, I got sort of a, a really decent sort of 8 and 16 bit setup I put a couple of hundred like Game Boy Advance games snares Mega Drive uh, NES and it it would play them for two minutes it just keep crashing and it, it oh how it, annoying like, it it sort of what do you call it scraped it scraped all the box art and it looked brilliant and it just oh so I've, I've given up for a bit how annoying wonder why it's doing that then I don't know <sighs> it's sort of when you do this and it's supposed to work and it just doesn't for some reason, it's like, ugh, it's, you don't want it. That's the thing with a lot of these things. You're messing around with them more than actually using them for what they're intended for. Yeah, it's it's not really a gaming device. It, it's a, a, an Android TV device. Yeah, so but it's got can... the gubbins in it to the same as, uh, I don't know, an Android handheld. Because aren't those Anburnic handhelds consoles, aren't they run by Android? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And they're quite That's nice. That's basically really good, yeah. That's so I don't see why you can't good. use that. It must have roughly the same insides as one of them, I suppose. Yeah, it's just... Oh. I've got RetroArch and this front end, and the front end wouldn't talk to RetroArch. So I've got another front end, a standard standalone that didn't didn't have RetroArch, didn't rely on RetroArch <laughs> at all. And it's... Oh, I'll give up. I'll give up. I'm, I'm going to come back to it. I've not smashed it with a hammer yet. 
Mm. But there's a lot to be said for Raspberry Pi images where you can just take the ROMs and put them in a folder, yeah, and it starts. It so starts. you've got a Raspberry Pi four. Have you not used like a relatively up to date MAME on that? Because I think you can run. Oh, I don't know what version it is, but quite a not that old a version of MAME on that now because it's a much more powerful processor. You've not I've tried got, that. I think no. I've got Raspberry. I've got. I think it's LR MAME, which is the Lib Retro Core. And oh, I know what I've got. I've got what do you call it? Final Burn Neo, and that is a customized newer version of MAME. I don't know what version it is, but right. that runs really well. I think I've said before on the Raspberry Pi 4, there's no screen tearing on an LCD. I oh, don't right. know how it, how it does it, and there's very there is. I think there's a bit of lag, but I can't hardly tell. They've, they've done this run-ahead technology or something they call it. But on a Raspberry Pi 4 as oh, well, it's good. Oof, oof, it's good. you know the 3.5mm stereo output mm. jack on it? Well, that is actually a video jack as well. I know. So I've you got, can, I've, you I've can got put, a Raspberry Pi 3 yeah. going into a CRT. Yeah, but you can do it with a 4 as well, though. So that would be quite yeah. good. You wouldn't get any tearing then, surely, on a CRT. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's just it's just playing sort of videos at the minute and stuff in the background. Well, that is a waste, sir. Get some arcade games on there. What's wrong with you? It's got loads on. It's just just running MP4s. What else have you been up to? Oof! Uh, I've, I've started running a new retro games night in Blackburn. Oh yeah. A gaming gaming cafe called Geek Retreat. Did yeah. I say this last time? Or I don't. I think you said you were about to do it. So what what have you been theming on? I think one of them was Mario Kart. Was it? Yeah, Mario Kart. The this night was themed one, on Mario Kart. The next one, it was going to be Bonfire Night, so we're delaying it a month, a week even. It's going to be, for what now, what's the other one? Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. So it's an up-to-date-ish game with retro consoles around the place, which is what Lewis did at the Batcave thing, and I did for a bit. Both of those games I have no interest in. Yeah, I've never good, liked them. They're ones. good party games. They're good. They're, they're very... Very Nintendo. They play well. They look well. They're full of little secrets. Yeah, but I don't like parties. Don't like people. Don't like fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guess what? I've been I've been doing some more YouTube videos. Oh God! Yeah, I've I've seen them. I've just done number five. Can I, I, I can I just apologise to everyone for everything you've done, please? It's me being just me. <laughs> yes, yes, come, it's very you. I haven't seen me. the new one. That's going to be for the bath later on, probably. I'm pro- I'm prototyping a longer format video. This one's about oh, forty. Oh God, no! This one's about well, right. minutes. That is one of the things I disapprove of of you tonight. The other one I'll tell you <laughs> later on. It's things things I'm disapproving of tonight. That's oh, the first my one. Word. Is you making longer videos, you moron? Well, this was Play Expo. I yeah, so it's going to be a long one because you had, you had the whole setup and all yeah. the bits going through. I'm interested to see this one. Actually, it looks really good. Yeah, I've I've seen it loads of times. You know, I've been involved in it, but I thought I bet many many people don't know what goes into setting up. It's I did look at the other parts of the the setup as well, like the consoles and the traders and that, but only a little bit and the pinballs. But yeah, there is a lot that goes into it before the Saturday morning showtime. So I've I've done I've done that, Victor. I've done it. I've done little bits to do with um, revival before, and I've brought a cab or two before myself. I've helped out usually for like the first thing in the morning before you know everyone gets in it. It doesn't take long to put a few cabs together, but it's, it's so busy, isn't it? People are going mm. crazy, and a lot of the people who've got their own stalls and setups, and people who bring a lot of cabs, 
they're there the night before doing it. So it's a real busy old thing to do, but worth it, really worth it. Well, this was Wednesday, so... Wednesday, really, before the Saturday. Yeah, it's normally the Thursday, but, but the... the uh, what do you call him? The event manager yeah. thought it would be a good idea because this was a, this has been the first first big events after yeah, yeah. events since the, the like March last year lockdown. Yeah. So that that extra day was like people getting back up to speed again. Yeah, I bet. It were good. Oh, it were good. Cool. I was going to go to the black uh, the Blackpool play, but in yeah. the end, I just couldn't make it. It's a bummer. I did want to go, but maybe next year, or maybe the, the, hopefully they'll have a Glasgow one again. Maybe. They won a few years ago, didn't they? Yeah, maybe, yeah. I, went, I, I sort of helped with that one. Uh, oh, it's been our, our wedding anniversary, 25 happy years. I have not been married to you for 25 years, Sean. 25, yeah, 25. God, perish the thought. We're about six years, aren't we? Yeah, that is Podcasting. fantastic. Podcasting, yeah, 25 years. How has she put up with you for this long? Well, we did have a break. I don't know if you remember, we had a bit of a split. Yeah, but you're still there. Still there. Yeah, we got back together again, so that's cool. good, isn't it? Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah. She's lovely. Yeah. She doesn't deserve I, you. Take that however you like. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting away with it. Oh, the next thing. I've done tons here. I've done tons, Vic. It's been, yeah, what I don't me? know. Oh, I've, I've missed some. What's I've that? I've started a job. Oh, God. Yawn. An actual office job. Oh, really? What? Actually yeah. going to work again? Yeah. It's <laughs> weird. How long have you been <laughs> off? Four months, wasn't it? Quite a while. We have two or three since June. Oof. That's not on, is it? I'd like. I'm only saying that because I'm jealous. I'd love to be off for three months. That'd be amazing. You get, you do get into like a little groove, and I, I wasn't bored at all. So doing all sorts of little projects, and people say, "Oh, I'm bored." I was bored in lockdown. I just watched telly. Well, I was doing all sorts. Do you of know sp- people who who don't have to work for whatever reason who mm. get bored? They are bored of life. What's wrong with these people? Mm. I would never get bored. I've always got tons of stuff to do. And even if I didn't, I'd still enjoy the downtime doing nothing. It'd be great. Yeah, Love find it. A hobby. So um, I've been to Arcade Club twice. Yes, it's... another one of these I was going to go to, but I got the dates mixed up. So it was the RGDS. Uh, is was, it the... That... Which one was that? that? That was a meet, I think it's the 16th of October. That was just, like, loads of them turned up. Had, had a right cool. good chinwag. And then last Saturday... Yes. Was the Retro Asylum 10th anniversary meet. I was going to go to this, but I thought it was over Friday and Saturday. It was over Saturday and Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I couldn't do the Saturday. Darn it. So we had an Indian meal. Cool. We had an Indian meal with, with their listeners, and a couple of their listeners are our listeners. So <laughs> Did you poach them? I tried to say to the others, yeah, come on, come, come over to the 10 pence side. The 10 pence side. Come over to the 10 pence side. And also... This is good, right? My wife calls Krav Maga my... You better explain to people who don't know what Krav Maga is. Krav Maga. It just sounds cool, doesn't it? It's an Israeli Israeli training program that they use for their military. It's kind of like a martial arts, but sort of more street fighting kind of thing. Yeah, it's... They say it's not a martial arts, it's a combat system. So they give you a combat and a system and you put it together. It's what, like so a, you've got a combat cartridge and an Atari 2600? Yeah, that'd be good. And you just it? hit people. With a, you could kill someone with a 2600, couldn't you? They're heavy. Yeah. So, so you... <sighs> heavy sixer. 
you train how to defend yourself in street situations and they give yeah. you a, a toolbox so you've it's like you're grading i've got the yellow belt coming up in december which I've is got the a first. tool i'm gonna tool you so you learn how to block knives melee weapons even melee weapons ra- melee weapons like sticks oh. batons batons bat, batons like a bat. large, like a large roll and you, you learn all that lot and then you, you get your grading and then kicks and punches and you can do anything anything and anything is you can like poke Could you people beat a whale up, up? If, you had a fight, if it was sean against a whale who would win i don't know it depends if it was, would he be asleep no whales never sleep they've always got one eye open. i don't know would he be, be on land i might have a they, chance they are now. the ruffians of the sea if he was on land, I could just walk around him, couldn't I? Jump on his fins. Yeah, but he'd just <laughs> slap you with his big tail fin. Fubboof. Yeah, block anyway, that, Holly. Yeah, so my wife calls it Crap Margaret. Yes. Instead of Crab Margaret. But your your missus is calling it Crab Magic. Which crab, like. magic. Sure, crab Magic. Sean is a yellow belt in Crab Magic. Mm. <laughs> so it's just, it's basically street fighting, but a lot cooler. Yeah. You defend yourself Do and you get that. to wear those bracelets like Chun Li does and have your hair in buns no <sighs> I have got an official t-shirt now though but you look a bit more like um, you look an older version of Zangief yeah. you can wear red, red pants with a yellow star on no. this is getting silly now isn't it is, is he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big fat guy isn't he he's a big Russian bloke he's a big beef beefster beefcake oh, big, who's the guy beefcake who's the guy in like the loincloth and the, and the st- that's Tarzan <laughs> yeah let's leave it let's leave it at that show it anyway it's good so i've been doing lots of that what else yeah i've right a right busy month i haven't got time for a job but i'm doing a job office job what what he said to me and the boss it's an old mate actually he says i want you to do all the things that we don't have time to do because it's such a busy busy place and it's a new building mm-hmm. they've expanded during lockdown but then they've like obviously been shut and reopened yeah so there's the fire systems to put in place. There's the health and safety. There's the forklift trucks. It's, it's, it's all in place. It just needs monitoring. And, and do you know what, Vic? Do you know what it's going to need? They're going to put you in charge of it. No, 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 not really. Oh, uh, Inventory control as well. Do you know what it's going to need? It's going to need a, a hell of a lot of spreadsheets. Hell of a lot of spreadsheets. I'm already. I've only been there a week. I'm already on my seventy second spreadsheet. Oof. You do love a spreadsheet. I do love them. I love them. Yeah, it's going well, yeah. Nice. So that, yeah, I've been busy, actually, yeah. I've not been, well, not busy with the arcades. I've been playing them now and again, but I have played a heck of a lot of Frenzy. It is is broke my, Frenzy has broken my downer, I think, because I've been playing lots and lots and lots of it. So there must be something about it going on. Mm. And on that note... Hello, I would like to know, what are the games you've been playing? A lot. I've been playing, on that little Game Boy Advance of mine, I've been playing Mario vs. Donkey Kong on the Game Boy the Game Boy Advance version. The Game Boy original version, it's really good. It starts off like Donkey Kong. You do a few levels of Donkey Kong, and then it goes into sort of like a puzzle mode. I've heard of this, yeah. It's a really good little game. And the Game Boy Advance, I didn't realise back in the day, it had its own version of it. So I was playing a lot of that when I was on that weekend away, which is quite nice. I've uh, been playing lots of Nuts and Milk on the Game Boy Advance, which is an emulated version on the little card I've got for it. Just love that game. That should have been in the arcade. 
Mm. And also, uh, Gary James Harris sent me a colour hack of Game Boy Mario Land, the original Game Boy Mario Land, but it's been coloured in. It's really cool. And I absolutely loved that game. When I first got my Game Boy back in 1990, that was one of the, I think this is the second game I ever bought. I got Tetris with it. And I bought that with it, and I remember completing it without cheating. Loved the game, and this color version is absolutely beautiful. It's a really nice version that someone's just it, hacked color into it. It's it was cool. the go- ghosting in it that got me. You know that it really struggled from the ghosting effect on the game. But did, can you remember? I didn't really notice, to be honest with you, because back then having a game in your hand with a screen was like a newish thing. I don't think yeah. I, I only ever had like you know game and watches before then. But yeah, and like this Game Watch kind kind of you know VFD and LCD screens. But the Game Boy was amazing. I love my original Game Boy. It's brilliant. Yeah, there's some really good games on it. Just just classic colors of grey, colors, colors of, of fifty shades. Well, four oh. actually, four. Uh, I've, I've been playing been... Um, quite a bit of Berserk actually. Berserk. Because uh, I needed to sort of refresh myself on Berserk to explain the differences between that and our featured game, Frenzy, this month. How do you switch between them? Have you got two minds? Yes. I had to really unlearn. I really un- had to... I didn't get good at... Well, relatively okay at Frenzy for a while because I just couldn't get my head around it. It's, anyway, talk Yeah, well, we're talking about that and, and why it is quite different. And also, as I said earlier, I've been playing quite a lot of Pirate Ship Higamaru on that slightly mm-hmm. adjusted Bosconian cab. It's now a Pirate Ship Higamaru cab. But yeah, it's such a good little game. We're really enjoying that one. And I've been going through some odd-looking games. And I'm going to try and... I've got some on my little notepad next to me here of ones I'm going to pick for next month because I haven't chosen which ones to pick yet. So I'm going to probably make you groan later on with that. I'm picking. Yeah, you probably won't like it. But I don't care. Don't just pick a random one off your shelf because it was gels last time and you didn't like your own pick. I did not, did I? Yeah. <laughs> so what have you been playing? I just really I've just been playing Frenzy. Yeah. I've not I've not played anything else. I've hardly had my cab on. I've just been like busy doing stuff. Because wow. these 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 YouTube this YouTube fame, I'm like, you know, world famous now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or some people know me. They take ages to edit and I'm I'm getting faster at it, but I'm on my third different editing software that I've this one I like and I can use. And yeah, it's that's taking ages. So I've, I'm doing that. And I'm, have you tried iMovie? Because that's really easy to use. I might do actually. He's happy on the laptop. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the laptop. It's easy. Piece of pie. Mm, yeah, the ma- pie. Yeah, there's, there's extra sort of transitions and stuff. I'm getting better at it. But yeah, I've only played Frenzy. I don't think I've played anything else. or played. Of course, when we were out, I've been out to arcade club not as a as a employee as a, a punter a punter so I, I have been playing a bit there i was playing rygar oh no i didn't i met mr rygar mr rygar shout outs to him he had a t-shirt on with an extra r on it <laughs> yeah i saw the rygar yeah, scottish guy oh cool so nothing else to be played what did you play at arcade club apart from frenzy frenzy last weekend was that on a proper berserk cab or a proper yeah, frenzy was- cab even proper berserk it's that it's that fpga that's what i've been playing thing. on yeah that's why i can j- go between the two because it's got berserk slow bullets berserk fast bullets and frenzy mm. such a good little game so good arcade news for a change there is some arcade news uh and you might ask yourself what are atari up to now or the the 
company formerly known as Atari. God knows who owns it at the moment. What they've been up to, Black Widow Recharge. That's what. And guess who bought it? This guy. Did you? Yeah, I bought it on Switch. It was not very expensive, a download. And it actually looks really good. They made the graphics look like vectors with a kind of reflected backdrop. But that yeah. would be really amazing if it was an actual vector color screen with a di- with a, a mirrored display on it. That'd be really cool. But I got it. I was playing it last night. I've only had about half an hour on it. And it, it sort of reminds me of a cross between Black Widow, which is obviously a twin-stick shooter game with bugs in it, and Geometry Wars. Because when I first started playing it, um, my wife said, oh, is this, is this another, another version of Geometry Wars? Because it looks quite a lot like it, and it plays like it as well. Because instead of just playing the normal game, which you, you know, shoot bugs and try and do your best, there's achievements on it, and they give you little um, missions to complete. Like, you might have to stay alive for 75 seconds or shoot... 30 exploding bugs or whatever or you know get a certain amount of points or whatever it is it's quite a good little game i quite like it it wasn't very expensive less than eight quid i think something like that oh i, I must have i saw the graphics and thought these look like flash graphics they look really you know, no, if you, no if it's you, good if you put geometry wars up against that with all its particle physics it'd look the game you know. is quite mad though it's quite fast i quite like right. it but it's, yeah. it's not original Vectors, so it's not as good, obviously. But for a modern game, for that price, I'm quite impressed with it. And, yeah, there's, it's a kind of a series that Atari are doing. There's Centipede Recharged as well, aren't there? That one doesn't look quite the same, because they've given that a kind of Vector look too. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. So that does look like Geometry Wars again with a bug theme. So you know, did the designers ever play the real Centipede? I don't know. Oh, I know what I played at Arcade Club. Centipede Chaos. You know, the massive, massive, huge screen thing, like the world's largest Pac-Man, the Gallagher. Oh, I've not seen that one. They've done one called Centipede Chaos. Is it any good? It, Is it trackball still? No, it's a stick. And oh, one God, that's and ruined. It, it, it spills out tickets, but it's, that's all been disabled. But it is all right. It's but why, actually... would you, why would you make, you know, take all that money to make a, a really big screen, expensive machine, modern machine, and not put a trackball on it like the original game. Yeah, it's, it's just madness. For, it's just for like kids in it and getting tickets out, but it's quite difficult and it's got quite a bit of millipede in it as well. Yeah. But it's all it's it's decent. It's centipede actually, is a very, very a basic good, game, isn't it? Obviously millipede added lots of bits to it. It's a good like ten minute blast. It's but not with a joystick. Cheese it as a shoot 'em up then. They'll be doing missile command with a bloody joystick next, you watch. Miss mm. like a man with a keyboard or something. Oops. Oops. Oops, indeed. Explain to the listeners what a two-hoot is. Have you never heard of this? I have. Yeah, it's some guy started years ago. He made like his own his own version of a bullet hell. He released it on the PC Engine. And then after that... Was it that, PC it... Engine or was it Japanese PC? So I thought it was on the X68000. The first and, and one some ever. some of the MSX2s and stuff like that. I think the first one ever was the PC Engine, and then he went okay. on to like Windows stuff and that. Yeah, and it's it's got because it, it's Japanese, it's got this ma- amazingly elaborate story behind it, which is like just really up down left right fire. Yeah, but there's this whole culture. There's comic cons about it. There's cosplay about it, and obviously when something gets massive, the big the big boys take notice. So yeah, but the two who is all sort of like a movement. Um, with yeah. like amateur coders, like bedroom coders and stuff. And I think they used to dis- distribute their games and swap their games 
rather than sell them. I don't, I'm not sure if you actually buy them or not, although they're just free downloads. But everyone was doing it, weren't they? Yeah, this was yeah, this was Tons one, of guy, them. one guy, but he allowed anyone to do anything with the the code and the and the, oh, like, right. the, the law of it. So yeah. that's why it's so famous because there's so many so many off, offshoots. Mm-hmm. I think there's sixteen original games and then like loads and loads of different offshoots right, right. but the latest ones are coming to the x arcadia hardware which Ooh. is that there's one of them at archaica bleach you know oh really an x yeah it's dodon patchy side i think true death yeah is that like version. the latest one yeah and it's a, I've, I've seen the little cartridges and they're like that kid's small like a, a stick of chewing gum yeah wow wow so it actually yeah. takes cartridges it's not just a downloaded image no, it, it's Ooh. a, it's a, it's not a cartridge, is it? It plugs in like a, like a dongle, like a security yeah, chip like or an, something, a, M, like an MV, MV, ME stick or something. And so it's, you can just get different games that and plug them straight in the hardware, like a, yeah. and like a Neo Geo MVS or something. I think it's got four slots, I think, but oh, right. they're like six hundred quid each. Yeah, but for a, for an arcade that's you know charging money for people to come in, that's mm. that's a bargain really because. An arcade board's normally like three grand, isn't it, for a modern mm. game? You're talking about cave games that just come out. They were like two or three thousand quid. Yeah, so cave are, cave are getting in. They, they're going to release a new arcade game in 2022. Ooh. Cave instead of you know their their reboots that they do. Cool. And it's it's based on the Two Who Legend thing. Oh, well, we must be saying it wrong. It's got to be Tohu Two Japanese don't say the O. Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe someone write in and tell us. Not sure. Like that. Did you see the new Moon Patrol game? Yeah, it looks all right, doesn't it? This is on the Intellivision Amico. It's an exclusive to that little machine, which is... I'm not sure about the Amico. It's its like a sort of modern-ish continuation of the Intellivision. The idea of their ethos is to keep families playing together and being, you know, sort of everyone playing together. And it's got the weird kind of slidey controllers, the same as the Intellivision, the same kind of idea as that. But it's just basically a modern computer inside it, whatever, you know, hardware it's using, probably, probably an ARM chip or something. And it looks... I, I thought the, the, the Amico was supposed to be like an old school thing, you know, cartridges and old school graphics and, you know, maybe upgrade some of the old Intellivision games. They're quite unique, some of the, the television games. But this... Looks like a modern game, like a modern PC or a modern phone game or whatever, and it's it plays Moon Patrol. And the actual game looks quite good. I quite like the look of it. It's kept to the original sort of side view. You're jumping over stuff, and you know you're yeah. shooting stuff above you. It's the same kind of idea as it's not too far away from Moon Patrol as that original follow-up Horizon was. That's quite a bit different. When you jump between the levels, which we quite like. I love this, that. It I still looks, play that. Yeah, it's quite a good little game. But this looks like just a rebooted new version of, of Moon Patrol. But I think it's going to be exclusive to the Amico, which is weird. Yeah, another thing is that the, there's no downloads, is there? There's no DLC. You've got the game, that's it, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, and they're, they're doing... It's very hard to explain, but they, they, released, they said they're going to release some games before the console... Right. But you, you get them as NFTs at the box. Yeah, but that and this NFT thing is nonsense. It, it's I, crazy. I looked into it, it. I looked into it, and I just could not understand why someone would want to pay a fortune for something that's supposed to be theirs, but other people can still have it. 
but they won't have like the exclusive rights to the original or something. Who cares? It's a very odd mm. thing. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's for them modern kids. It's not for us, Sean. Yeah, but they're, they're, <laughs> their um, games are NFTs, and people are going, "What?" He says, "Well, you get the box, and you get a nice, you get a nice medal and a coin, and right." So, but no, no physical game. Yeah, but everyone else it, can download them, surely. Yeah, I think they're downloadable games. Mm, I'm not. And, I'm, not, I'm not sure how this works. I'm no. not sure why you want to get that rather than just download it like everyone else would. I'm still not sure. Yeah. Not sure. yeah. Mm. I don't know if you remember, I don't know if I said this last time that uh, like the closing of a Japanese game centre. Yeah, there's more and more in there. They're simply the, going downhill the at the moment. The big Sega one, and, and it was the video put a link in the no shows, and the video is quite touching. How all the staff are saying, "Oh, it's brilliant," and and then like two days later. Sega are opening another arcade across the road. Yeah, I watched the video. Because they had problems with the landlord. It was yeah. nothing to do with COVID. Re- reading between the lines, I think the landlord who owned the building was selling the building. And mm. Sega couldn't afford the building or didn't, you know, didn't want to carry on that. So they've actually opened up across the road. So obviously they found another rental agreement and sorted themselves out, which is a happy, happy occasion. But they are, they are closing now. But I think, I said last time, I think, I reckon before long, if if more arcades are disappearing from Japan, which is like the you know, proper home for a lot of these machines and games, I do believe, like in the UK and Europe, like Andy's done with Arcade Club and some of our other friends who own like the Time Warp and and like the one that opened in June in Bradford, you know, people who open up these old arcades with older machines and you know doing drinks and food and stuff. I think in Japan they'll be doing the same thing before long. Because mm. I, I think sort of a you know enthusiast running it rather than businesses, I think will do really well. And I think there's so much stuff over there, people will be buying it up and, and doing it. Hopefully, hopefully, because so that'd be a really cool thing to do. Mm. Yeah, I, I do think there there is still a need for arcades because people still love them. Still, you, you know how popular arcade club is. You work there for ages, so you know they're popular. As long as they're put in the right place and they're, they're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. There's um. It sort of winds me up when I read these articles written by people who just it's just clickbait and they, they don't yeah. really research anything. Arcades are dead. Yeah, they're, you know, they're really not though. You just look at Arcade Club. Yeah, there's there's lots of little ones springing up that. All well, yeah, because you know the Four Quarters opened another one recently, and NQ that was through 64, COVID. I think NQ64 are elite to open another one. So brilliant. Yeah, they're not they're not dead at all. It's just changed. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. Yeah. I think the right people with the right ideas will do really well. And mm. it obviously is happening in the UK. It's very good. And in America, there's still loads as well. Yeah. Oh, oh, have you seen Stargate and also Drop Zone on the Pico 8? Someone's done some versions of Drop Zone and Stargate. And also, on Twitter the other day, someone, I think they're called Paul, said, uh, oh, the kids reminded me the other day that I need to finish this. Is there any interest in Pengo? And he's done a really nice version of Pengo on the Pico. And I said, yes, please. I want to play that. So hopefully he'll finish that off as well. So there's some quite good little games coming out on the Pico 8. Really nice versions of games. Drop Zone's basically uh, Defender, isn't it? It's a good version of Defender. I was playing that. Actually, that's some, some of the, one of the games I was playing. I'm trying to get the Android thing working. And I was playing it on the NES emulator. Oh, right, and yeah. I, I forgot how difficult it was. It's, it is like Defender tough. Yeah, I was playing on the I was, I was playing on the Commodore sixty four a little while ago because I did someone a joystick, 
and it had two controller ports on it. So what I was doing is having the second controller port as the second button, which was works as space, so they can use the fire button and also the space as hyperspace. Mm. So I was testing it on a, on a Commodore 64. And it is quite a hard game to play, but so is Defender. And yeah. I really like Drop Zone. Drop Zone's a brilliant game. Cool. Yeah, the SNES ones had baddies in, like boss battles and stuff. The SNES oh, did. Oh, right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I played not, that. Yeah, I had it. I had it, I had it on cartridge many, many years ago. I know what I'm doing later on. Mm. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. On 15th of October... 2021 we're just a couple of weeks past it the video arcade industry turned 50 so 15th of october 1971 computer space wow two years before i was born can you remember when you were 50 sean you know 10 or 20 years ago just about yeah it it was nice glorious wasn't it i loved it i'm 52 next month oh my lord you're so 52 actually this month oh it's this month oh my word it is. Yeah. Ah, here's another one. It's quite interesting, this one. Our mate K-Man Sweden, Peter, mm. he's received his twin Tiger Shark PCB and he's loving it. Um, I have been on to the maker, Mikhail Tillander, and asked if we can borrow a PCB to do a full review of it. But he intends on sending out all the Kickstarters and the initial orders of the PCBs before doing anything else. He wants to get them out first. And hopefully we'll have something left for us to test. Um, so if that comes through, Sean, I'll either come up to you or you can come up to me and we'll play it. We'll have a good review on it and I'll send it back to him when we've finished testing it. But I'm looking forward to that. It looks really cool. And K-Man said it's really good. He's really enjoying it. It look, it does look good. It does look good, doesn't it? The little clips I've seen. Mm. But it's a proper modern arcade PCB. Um but he doesn't think he's going to be doing any more at the moment because of the chip shortage. He's finding it difficult finding the FPGAs. So he's going to get all his initial orders out first and maybe next year start doing some more. I think he sold them all pretty well. I wouldn't mind one, actually. I think I was I was umming and ahhing about having one and I left it or I forgot about it in the end. I wish I'd got one now. Damn How it. much are they? I don't know. I can't remember, to be honest. We, we, we talked about it a little while ago. Roughly £130. I don't yeah. think they're unreasonable at all. To be honest with you, I think they're a good price. Mm. Mm. So I'm looking forward to mm. that one. Hopefully, before long, we can review that. Be good. Nice. Biscuits with you. Biscuits with you. I learned about you. Biscuits with you. Right. Here is a bad review. <laughs> I bought some biscuits a little while ago, right? I was in the, the small Sainsbury's up the road from me. I was wanting to get some, you know, the Maryland chocolate chip cookies, the little round ones with chocolate chips in. Everyone has them in the UK. Yeah. Red ones and brown ones. I can't remember which, which different flavours they are. And they didn't have any. So I thought, oh, those ones look the same kind of, you know, size and shape as, as a, a chocolate chip cookie. And I think I did realise at the time they're sugar-free ones. I think they're for people who've got diabetes. So there is a reason for them. But I bought them, and I said to my wife, oh, I've got these. They didn't have Maryland ones, so I just got these. She goes, oh, they're sugar-free. They're pointless. I went, no, they'll be all right. They're nice. They're basically taste of cardboard. There's nothing mm. in them. I was actually thinking about boiling up some sugar water and actually submerging them in sugar water to make it taste better. Well, I think we threw them away, in it? We threw biscuits away, Sean. We threw Oof. biscuits away. What is that like? Don't ever get them. Unless you really need to have sugar-free biscuits, do not get them. They are nasty. 
They're just pointless. Meh. I'm, I'm going to have a rant here. I'm going to have a no, yeah, I'm going to have a rant here <laughs> about aspartame, right? Because on my health thing, I've been trying to eat healthier, like cut down on carbs and that. And I was looking at aspartame, and it's a, a artificial sweetener. It's in everything. It's even in the chewing gum I was chewing, so I got rid of that. Yeah. But last year, right, it's been proved that this stuff, what they put in Diet Coke. Pepsi Max. Don't you everything. ruin my Diet Coke for me? Do you not? Don't you dare! It 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 causes not. It might do. It causes heart disease, cancer, and dementia. It's been proved, right? This is a. This Where is did a you medi- read this? Be careful on, with your facts. It's on YouTube. This doctor. But, what, but what, he, doctor he, what? Doctor B. Doctor something or other. But I've looked at it and it's 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 true. But obviously, because they're coming up against the the massive giants of Coca Cola and whoever else, it'll never happen. Sean, we are going to get sued. We are, please stop. We're going to get sued. This stuff is a chemical poison. It, is it like Agent Orange? It's it's minging. I've, I've honestly I've stopped <laughs> having I've stopped having it in everything I can. I, I have a full fat Coke when I'm out if I have to. You know what I'm drinking right now? Iron Brew Extra. Do you know what the main sugar ingredient is in it? Aspartame. Yep. And yeah. asulfame K. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Not bothered, are you? But it's... No, it's it's scary. I've stopped, you know, I've I've, I've been eating a lot more healthy, and that's one of the things I did. I've, I've uh, got rid of it. Also, let's go back to biscuits. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, Hello. Just seen the picture on our show notes, actually. This was these were given to me. Well, given to, yeah, actually given to me. You whoa! <laughs> I can see. Yeah, you laugh. Yeah, and cough. You Excuse said given, they were given to us, weren't they? And you noshed them all. Uh, well, I, I dished them out. This is from what Gordon, to you and Jan from Gordon Stewart, who who came up to us, at, came up to me at Play Expo. You keep right? saying us. Uh, yeah, well, I give them out to the lads. The the they were my lads. biscuits. You're giving them away. I'll go get you some more. Asda extra special Sicilian orange and dark chocolate cookies. They're basically posh Jaffa cakes. Uh, really, not too really, keen orange and stuff, actually. Mm. Really, they're awesome. And also, eight. They're in eight, so they're posh. Oh, so they're reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, double chocolate and hazelnut cookies. They were really good. Mm, they sound better. The Jaffa Cakes ones were awesome, so I left them on the side for people to have in in the in the tent. Watch the video, Sean's Arcade Kids. Watch it; it's fantastic. I go behind the scenes and eat biscuits in the tent, eating biscuits in a tent. In the a tent, tent is in the the tent's in the middle of the arcade uh, rectangle. I don't know if you've seen them before. It's a gazebo, really. But them biscuits, thanks, Gordon. They are absolutely amazing. I'm gonna get some more of them. Yeah, and give them to me. The ones on the left, the Sicilian orange and dark chocolate, they're like, add bits of orange in, that super Jaffa cake. Mm. Think, of, think of Jaffa cake turned up to 11. <laughs> no, the best Jaffa cakes are the ones you get in Audi, the German ones, because they've got cherry in rather than orange. They're miles better. Oh, that sounds good. I like Ooh, cherry and stuff. so good. Oof! What's in Victor's wallet? We don't know. Let's find out, shall we? Ooh. My wallet has taken quite a bit of a beating recently. Uh-oh. And you might be surprised what I've bought. I have bought another DE10 Nano, which is basically the heart of a mister. Right, yeah. You know, I'm not that pleased with mister. Mm. I've bought another one because this is for the upcoming multi-system. 
So it's basically uh, a redesigned PCB that you plug the DE10 Nano into, and it's got RAM, USB, different I.O., and lots of the bits built into it you normally buy separately. Mm. And the people who were doing it, I can't remember the name of the company, RVG or something, I can't remember now, they were actually doing uh, quite a nice 3D printed case to go with it, which was quite expensive for a case. But what I want to try and do is get hold of the 3D model of it and machine an aluminium case for it, like a bespoke aluminium case. Mm-hmm. I also bought a Noctua silent fan for it, a USB bridge, which it needed. Uh, I think the, the multi-system board is coming in sometime in November, so fairly in the next few weeks, I hope. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that as my main computer and console emulation. So I might make... I'm going to do the case for it, but I might actually make a keyboard with it, with it in, like a sort of, so it looks like a BBCB computer or a Commodore 64 or, you know, sort of like one of those old computers from the 8-bit computers, which was all in the keyboard. So it was a keyboard and everything was in it. So I might mm. do something like that. I'm not sure yet. But this thing seems really cool. It's got like on-off switch. It's got the I.O. It's got all bits built in, just ready to go. So you plug the Mr. the D10 Nano into it, power supply, TV, whatever. I think it's because it's got SCAR as well, which is the important thing, which I want it for. And hopefully that will be here soon and I'll give a review on it. But this is not for arcade stuff, really, because I've got one in my arcade cab for doing that. But it can do the same thing as well. But it's going to be for computers and console stuff. That cost me quite a lot of money. Mm. But still, uh, new solder, ran out of solder to buy a new thing of solder. God, that stuff's expensive. Oh, here's another one. This came out just the other day, uh, a couple of days ago, and it came like the next day or the day after. A Pi Zero W2. Two, I've heard of these, it's yeah. The new one. I bought a power supply switch cable because they didn't come with a, an on-off button normally, and heatsink for it because they run a little bit hotter, apparently. These things are £13 or $15. It's basically the same, exactly the same shape and height as a Pi Zero W. But it's five times more powerful than the old Zero W. So it's got a quad core one gigahertz CPU with twice the amount of RAM as the last one. I have no idea what I'm going to use it for, but I'm sure it'll come in handy for something. Possibly. Because mm. when, when you buy these, when they come out, they're usually limited to one per customer because they go really quickly. I think these yeah. are all sold out already as well, so I'm glad I did it. As soon as I got the email through, I said, yeah, they're not too expensive. I'll buy that. The whole lot was like about 25 quid delivered, so I thought, bugger, I'll just buy it. Got it. Don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. No idea. Maybe put it in a arcade thing. Might use it for the arcade 10-inch new screen I'm going to do. Might put that you in could there. do. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's, apparently it's as powerful in, in some ways and slightly less than a Pi 3. So it's quite powerful. Wow. Well, it's it a tiny do. little thing. Because you've got that big tube and it's quite bulky, isn't it? Yeah, a 10-inch one's not that bulky, but still... Bulky than an LCD, you, yeah. you could cut a hole in that and put the put the Pi Zero in, and then close it back up again in the actual tube, and you wouldn't even see it. It'd be like a, a self-contained thing. Yeah, you should try that, Sean, with your arcade yeah. monitor. Yeah, get a little Dremel and just buzz a little hole, and it's see what happens. I've heard that. Don't do this at home, kids. When you're next to me, it goes. Yeah, it implodes. Not nice. I've never done I've, one actually. I've never 
neck to monitor. I never want to because it'd be no. I haven't honestly no. I haven't honestly no, and then put it back on the shelf and send someone else did it. No. Uh oh. That, that's evidence, Sean. That's evidence. Oh, damn it! Damn it! Guess what I've got? Vic. We, this we, is hold bonkers. on. This is a new. We've got a Sean's wallet. What have you this been spending, son? Bonkers, right? This is this all happened because. I was giving my um, brother-in-law a lift to the hospital and back. So he's having injections in his back, and he's on about soldering stuff. What in his back? Said, no, he didn't solder. He's gonna have back. a robo robocop back. And I said, I'm, I'm, I need to solder some. I, I pulled a wire off that Vectrex because I opened it up, Uh-oh. and there's a, a there's a wire come off of my old bar top, yeah. which is that's that's wired for jammer that bar top. But an audio wire's come off, so I need to put that back on. And I mentioned it, and a few days later he came round. With a mini soldering iron. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he says, oh, you can have a go at this. Oh, oh, brilliant. So I thought, what do I need? So I've got some gas. Oh, it's a gas one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like a, you know, you don't plug it in. Yeah, instant on. Yeah, because he says he's got one. It's brilliant. Got some solder. Solder? Is that like solder, Americans? Yeah, I got some wire, 22-gauge wire. I did my research. That's quite thin. That's the stuff I use. It's good. Yeah, for Gemma. And I got a multimeter. Right. To... Hold on. You know, I said earlier in the podcast, there's yeah. two things I'm, I'm completely against at the moment. This is the second one. You messing around with multimeters and soldering irons and wire. <laughs> what? Are you, why have you bought these things? What are you planning on ruining? Tell me, Holly. Tell me now. Well, I'm going to fix the Vectrex. You're going to ruin your Vectrex, yeah. And they're gonna, I'm gonna fix the. You're gonna ruin wire your in, wire bar in, top. Bar top. Yeah, I, I quite fancy like you, like doing a little project. Right. In all seriousness, don't. You're a nightmare. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing to do is go online, mate. Or if you want to yeah. practice your soldering, mm. there's a company called, is it Wellman Velman? And they make little kits, like a little radio kit or a little LCD clock or you know, a little game or something. Get one of those and have a go. They're good. That's how I learned to solder again. Because I used to do it at school. I was quite keen on it. And I ended it for years later. And then I bought one of these. I bought a Pong game. And I'd, oh. I'd solder that up. And it worked first time. It just gets you trying things out. Or just get some, um, some you know, perf board and something. Just try bits and bobs out. There's loads of online helps now and YouTube videos how to do stuff. It's quite easy once you learn. Well, I know I know someone that works in A and E, so I've got them. Yeah, you'll be all right. And you've got some you've got some burn spray on hand, haven't you? Yeah, uh, well, custard creams. Yeah, they usually work as burn spray. Yeah, you can just crumble them up, make them into a paste. Yeah, just put it on. Put it on your wounds. Yeah. Oof. So I'll tell you how I get on, but I haven't having time to do stuff at the minute. What what do you fancy making for yourself then? I'm just going to try and try and fold, folder or even solder them a couple of things, getting that get them working, get that vectrix. They'll be fairly in. easy. If it's just a wire that's come off and you know where it's come off, that'd be dead. It'd be like a two second job. You're doing yeah, easy. I know, I know, but you, I'm not very good with my hands. So use I your could, feet instead. I could end up soldering like bits of wire to bits of plastic and all sorts. So I'd be really careful. Get yourself a nice light. That's a I've really a, handy thing to do. I just remembered as well. I got a wire strimmer. I got a that wire as well. strimmer. Yeah. Don't use that on your Vectrex, will you? No. 
No, because it saves you using a standing knife and trying to cut your fingers off. Oh, sorry, strippers. Why strippers? strippers. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Strippers for the garden. I wonder why I won't cut in the grass so quick. <laughs> it's taken ages. <laughs> what one blade at a time, just shaving bits off of it. Oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'll let you know. I'll get on with that. But um, cool. Yeah. See how It'd be it nice goes. to hear your projects. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Next month, what have you done? Nothing. Well, I soldered this. I soldered this one resistor to this hole. I remember my lad. He got he got a soldering kit for Christmas. He was only like youngish, but we looked after him. He wanted it for something, and he was soldering pasta. Soldering pasta. He was just putting holes in raw pasta. Right. <laughs> I said, what are you, what are you, you've got this electronics kit here. He wasn't, he wasn't that young, like 14, 15. Yeah. He was just soldering pasta, so he knackered the thing. I know where he gets his uh, idiocy from. Yeah. Yes. Listener feedback. We haven't got a lot of feedback, have we? No, not unless I've missed it. I think people are just not listening anymore. It's just me and you talking now. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I don't even know if I put it out anymore. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> just they just sit in my hard drive. It's fine. So the first one is from someone on Twitter by the looks of it called Spectron. Spectron nineteen eighty three. Uh at Victor and Sean. Thanks for releasing the latest edition of your spiffing cast to the pods in time to help me through the mile 11 to mile 23 of the London Marathon. It all went downhill after that. Oh well done for finishing the marathon, Spectron. Brilliant. Cool. Spectron. Spectron running Anod, the marathon. Anad Elad Relly. Got to say that slowly. What is his real name? Dave. He says, Vic, I love you, but are there any games you guys review that you actually like? You seem to be in a funk. That was last month. Wasn't true, it? true dat. We are, I haven't liked. Ooh, what was the last game I liked that we, we've done? I can't remember. Didn't think much of Joust. What else have we done recently? Let's have a look. Let's have a look on my twins. I've got a two laptop setup here because you, you've, you've sort of semi-loaned me the Mac so yeah. I'm, I'm using that for recording and also got my notes up on the other one it's great look at you getting in the 21st century yeah let's have a look at our homepage he is right, right though I don't think I've enjoyed a game maybe that'll change this episode Gorf you like Gorf you loved I it I hated Gorf Mr. Do's Wild Ride and Mrs. Dynamite Mrs. Dynamite I quite enjoyed it was quite limited because it was a, sort of an unreleased game uh, Mr. Do's Wild Ride didn't like that in the end it was just too formulaic wasn't it um, Viper Phase 1, you loved that. No, I didn't really get into that either. Lasso? Did you like Lasso? I like Lasso. Lasso was pretty good. Yeah. Janky as heck. Oh, you're very janky. Darius Guy Den, I, I thought yeah, I was really I didn't like that either. Black t- oh, well, I've been playing Black Tiger. I have been playing Black didn't Tiger. didn't like that either. Yeah, he's right. There's not been many lately. I thought I would like them and didn't. I love but that. I maybe still- that will change amazing. this episode, Sean. Andrew Hannay's been on. He says, Victor, don't worry about your low levels of arcade interest. You've just lost your arcade mojo for a while. It'll be back. However, when we moved house, I did sell, stroke, give away my tiny collection of vids and pinballs and just kept onto one pinball, a wall-mounted multi-game and a cocktail table in my man cave converted garage. And I've put, I agree, Andrew. Arcades for life. The pull of the pixels is too strong. And you are back, aren't you? Yeah, might be. Might be. I'm getting interested again. There's things I want to do. Whether I've got the time, patience, know-how, machinery is a different thing, but it's going on in the old head here. It's going on. Friendly shout-outs. 
I've only got one shout out really because I'm not really in contact with that many people. Uh, Gary favoured some on UK VAC for his tips on the forum of how to play Frenzy because he's a very good player. He's over a million point player on Frenzy. Uh, also, Frenzy. thanks to everyone else who commented on my screen problem of Frenzy. More of this in the game review. This is a bit of an odd one, this. Ooh. I'm going to give shout-outs to the RGDS lot of them there, the Art Retro Asylum lot, and also the Retro Fusion lot, which is Chris Wilkins and Craig Turner. I've seen him a couple of times. He's, he's hopefully going to get on to doing a revival next year, he thinks. He's going to see how it goes. Cool. But, we, but the events are still really strictly, you know, not legalized they're like uh regulated the the events yeah because england in, and where i am in scotland is quite a bit different as well at the moment you can go into a nightclub and you can go into a pub and get all sweaty with people but if you go into events you, you still got to be two meters apart and stuff and hand gel everywhere it and... depends because i went to see a band called while she sleeps a little while ago at the cat house in glasgow it's quite a small little venue and we're all wearing masks in the queue and everything's quite close in the queue. They did our temperature at the door. This was just about a week before they started doing the passport thing, the COVID passport business. Yeah. I've not been anywhere that requires it since. I've not been anywhere since. And they checked my temperature when we came in and everything. They asked you if you're feeling okay or whatever. You had to sign into the track and trace as usual. As soon as I got in there, no one had masks on. And everyone was mm. dancing around, sweaty, in a big crowd together. I was thinking... Everyone's been getting COVID. Everyone. Even if you're double vaxxed, you can still get it. just not as bad. Mm. Um, but I was okay. I wore my mask all the way through it. I, just, mm. I was like, I'm not having... I do not want COVID. Thank you very much. I haven't got time for it. So I put my mask on all the way through. I still enjoyed it. I really enjoyed myself. But I didn't feel that comfortable with it. But I think if I went to a... Uh, if I went to the one in Blackpool the other week, I'm going to be going to the UK VAC... Uh, meet up at Arcade Club on the November the 20th. Oh, cool. I'll see you then. I will be wearing a mask. I don't care what everyone else is doing. I will be wearing one because I do not want to get Snuffles. Thank you very much. Snuffles mm. is my pet name for COVID, by the way. There's Yeah, there was hardly anyone wearing them last week. Really? Yeah. yeah. It ain't gone yet, mate. It's not gone yet. I've I've been I've got a, um, a tickly throat at the moment. I've been a bit sort of rough lately. I've done a test and I'm fine. I think it's just you know a bit of fluey, typey, coldy thing, but I haven't had, I haven't felt a cold for about two years because of the masks. They obviously keep the germs off, obviously, because I haven't had one in all those years, and it's really weird. Mm. So I usually get one at least twice a year, and I haven't had one at all. So I will definitely be wearing one, definitely. Mm. But I'm really looking forward to November the 20th, which is the UK VAC annual meetup. We, we didn't have one last year, obviously. I don't think it won the year before either. So that's going to be a good one. Because in the morning on the 20th, I've got the Glasgow uh, video game market as well, which I used to go to the one in London. Mm. So I've got that in the morning. We're doing that for an hour or so, and I'll be travelling to go and see you. Oh, nice. Looking forward to that one. Looking forward to it. Arcade Master Quiz. Oh, Sean. Sean, I've got a quiz for you, son. No. I've, I know you love these quizzes. That's why we oh, keep like doing you. them. Can we I stop will... this feature? No, absolutely not. <laughs> if you want to stop the quiz, you have to substitute it with a music quiz instead. No. You've got a choice. No. Right then, Sean. 
This is the quiz 168. I hope it's not so completely obscure that only you know it. No, no this is easy. This is easy quiz. Don't worry, you'll get at least 9 out of 10. Go on then. Question 1. What kind of game is Sega's Action Fighter? It's a scrolling motorbike game. I'll let you off there. It's a spy hunter type game. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a scroll, scrolly motorbike shoot 'em up thingy, isn't it? Yeah. Well done, see? They're good. Question oh, yeah. two. What does the dog on Alex Kidd what does he what does he throw at you? The arcade game. Yeah. Alex Kidd. What does the dog fire at you? I thought that was just a Master System Mega Drive, isn't it? No, no? it's in the arcade. System one. Mmm. What does the dog throw? Yeah, what does he fire on you? Bones. Nearly. <laughs> he fires the letters B-O-W-W-O-W. Bow wow. They sort of float mm. around after you. Mm. Question three. Who is the second contender, the second contender, on Nintendo's Punch-Out? No idea. I've never played it. I'm not interested in that. It's a rubbish mm. game, and I hate it. Yeah, no idea. The answer is Piston Hurricane. But for half a point, who is the first contender on Punch-Out? You should know this one. Even I knew this one. Uh, Like a Mike Tyson kind of guy. No, he's way later. Glass Joe. Question four. What is your character on Zwackery? A wizard. Yes. Oof. These are not not mega hard. No, I'm giving you a bit of a chance this time. Yeah. Question five. What is the first center prize in Universal's Ladybug? Actually tells you in words what it is. What's the first center prize? When all the baddies have come out of the middle, what's the first center prize on Universal's Ladybug? Banana. Nearly. <coughs> A cucumber. Ooh. <laughs> Question six. What happens when you lose a life on Data East's Lock and Chase? Does he like squash he goes into his hat goes into nothing kind of thing goes yes yeah he collapses into your top hat yay question seven how many points do you get for shooting one of the yellow spaceships on scramble in the second part of the game oh wow 50 no 100 yeah yeah Question. It also tells you at the start of the game when it tells you all the point prizes, point scores. Question eight. What does the extra button on Stargate, which isn't present on Defender, do? What does that extra button do? Invisible. No, it's Inviso. Invisible, yeah. Yeah, I'll let you have that. Inviso, yeah, invisible, isn't it? Yeah. Question nine. What helps you in Sega's Turbo? The racing car game Turbo. What helps you? The, the the track moving, the track changing. That doesn't help. Doesn't help really, does it? Oh, the ambulance. Yes. Yeah, For half a point. Yeah. Half a point. What 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 does it help you with? Explain <laughs> how it helps you. You can sort of stay behind it while it screams into the distance. Yes, because the cars get out of the way of it. Yeah. It's half a point there, son. Question ten. What are you hunting in Tunnel Hunt? Tunnel Hunt. What are you hunting? Ants. <laughs> no. Clues in the name. Tunnels. Moles. Tunnels. Tunnel Hunt. 
<laughs> right, you know. got you got five and a half points, son. That's five all right. It's good for you. We get two. You're that. hunting tunnels in Tunnel Hunt. No, of course you're not. I made it up. <laughs> I don't know what you're hunting in it. But it's called Tunnel Hunt. Why would you not be hunting tunnels? Duh. Oh. <sighs> Feature game review. We are reviewing Frenzy from Stern Electronics in 1982. The designer was Alan McNeil, who also designed Berserk. Oddly enough. I was like, I think I'm going Berserk. But they didn't they didn't sound like a dying chicken. No, they didn't. I remembered the tune though, so it must be quite good. Frenzy is a horizontal-oriented game with an eight-way joystick and one button to fire your bullets. Frenzy is a one- or two-player game with each player playing alternately after losing a life. Player one is a green person and player two is a cyan person. Their scores are the same colour on the screen. That's how you know which your scores are. Frenzy is obviously the follow-up to Berserk and runs on the same game board. It's um, a ROM swap, obviously, and also Frenzy has extra ROM and a memory map Thank you to Gadget Freak Aaron for informing me of that hardware. He's very, very familiar with that. He has an original board with his very own multi-system, which he designed and made himself. So he actually runs the arcade board with a switchable version of it on there. The hardware is yeah. Z80 based. And it sounds like this. This is how you play Frenzy. It's basically the same as Berserk. You are trapped in a maze room with a bunch of psychotic robots, or robots, all hell-bent on killing you. I believe you insulted their robot mums. That is just not on. They'll even shoot each other while trying to kill you to death. Aim of the game is to kill all the robots in the level and then escape in one of the four directions to the next room or maze. There is no way out of Evil Robot Central. The game is endless. I think there is a specific number of levels... But I think they repeat, and I don't know. You'll never get out of it, put it that way. You do get a bonus for murdering all the mechanic buffoons, though, before you get out of the level. You can run around in eight directions, as well as fire in eight directions, but you cannot run and fire at the same time. You stop when you're firing. You can do kind of half-run fire, half-run fire by tapping the joystick while pulse-firing, but it's not very Mm. clever. (laughs) You can be killed by robot fire, your own fire, or getting stomped on by Otto killer bouncing ball face thing that turns out if you take too long killing the robots. This one is called Crazy Otto and the one in Berserk is called Evil Otto. Evil Otto, alright. They are different. This is cousin, perhaps. Twice removed. Mm. On the very first level, the robots will not fire at you just like Berserk to get you into the game. But if you stand too close to them when they're exploding, they can take you out even on the first level. You can even get hit your own fire ricocheting off a reflective wall on the first level, so be careful. They don't mm. have any of them reflective walls in Berserk, I hear you cry. So, it's a very similar game to Berserk, and it also isn't. So the differences from Berserk to Frenzy, the main aesthetic difference, the game Frenzy seems more claustrophobic, as the maze corridors are much thinner than Berserk, so you get more levels in there. Thus, the designer has removed the killer electric walls. You can run against walls in Frenzy harmlessly. In Berserk, you'll be proper dead if you touch them. The robots in Frenzy are different too. In Berserk, they're all exactly the same, just different colours. 
Frenzy's got two types, tank robots and skeleton robots. The skeleton robots are skinny devils, and when you try to shoot them from above or below, they always try and move to the left of your bullet to dodge it. Reflective walls. These are very bad news. Yours and the enemy's fire can bounce off these solid white walls horizontally, vertically, and diagonally. They can also bounce off multiple reflective walls, causing all sorts of pain and misery. If you're skillful, you can use the walls to shoot around stuff, but it's difficult getting shots lined up. So Crazy Otto can be killed in this game. He's uh, he's invincible in Berserk, who just come for you. Um, mm. So in Berserk, he or she will just stomp you to death. But in this one, if you hit him three times, it's worth 20 points each, and it will destroy Otto. But after he... Sounds like a boy robot, to be honest with you. Said his war cry. He reappears, but this time faster. You can kill him twice on the same level, but not a third time. Actually, you can, but it's really close because he's really faster when he comes out the third time. So dotted walls are also an addition to Frenzy. They can be destroyed, but not the white ones, which appear for the first time after about level 22. Did you get that far, Sean? Awesome. No, but I saw John Retro Reloader at play Blackpool do it. We yeah, watched, the, we the white him. rooms got, are horrible. Got a lot of tips off him. Yeah, the really, white rooms are horrible. I've been there a few times. They're not nice at all because everything bounces around all over the place. It's horrible. You be really careful. These uh, dotted walls can be really handy to get to the robots quick, and also you can blast a hole in the sides of the room to escape through. So if you if you if you can't get to an exit and Otto's chasing you, just blast yourself a hole in the wall and go for it. There's a lot more enemies on screen at a time compared to Berserk. I think Berserk, you were limited to like eight robots, was it? Something like that? I don't know. Yeah, there is a lot. There's, there's loads on Frenzy, lots more. And also, because of how many robots there are on a screen, you get higher bonuses for clearing the levels. So the, the, the game is sort of a bit more of a higher reward in points. On the two versions of Berserk, Slow Bullets and Fast Bullets... With slow bullets, after you score 5,000 points and get your first extra life, Otto is really fast when he comes out, making it very hard to escape unless you're at least halfway across the screen towards an exit. Yeah. On the fast bullet version, after 5,000 points, the robots all fire dead fast after you score 5,000 points, and they'll keep firing for the rest of the game really fast. I think you get one more extra life at 10,000, and that's it on Berserk. With Frenzy, every 3,000 points. So it makes the game, I think, easier because you get extra lives a lot quicker and a lot yes, more often. Yes, it's not sort of advertised anywhere, is it? it just Even in the dips, it says extra life 3,000, but it doesn't say 3,000 plus like it normally does in, yeah, in main it's, games. Yeah, it's every 3,000. So yeah, three, it was a nice surprise. It's very handy because you know when you can get extra life and sort of look forward to it. With Frenzy, Otto stays the same speeds as the robots and they do fire a bit quicker but are more aggressive as the game goes on. The dark blue robots are just plain nasty. I hate the dark blue ones. And so there's large robot screens in Frenzy as well. Every fourth screen, there's a large robot in the room. It sits inside a large square, sometimes easy to shoot, other times enclosed in reflective walls with just a single corner dot to shoot through. So the first large robot is Big Bubba Otto. Starts off with a level expression on his face. He gets all sad if you kill all the robots in the room, and he gets really angry with red eyeballs if you kill the Otto, his little Otto, and he sends in four rapid-moving Ottos to smash your face in. The humanoid must not destroy the robot. They come really quick. The second large robot on level 8, the form of a power plant, hit it, and it disables all the robots in the room from moving. But beware, they can still shoot in all directions, but it does make your life a little bit easier when they can't move. The third big robot, level 12, 
It's a central computer. Shoot this and enjoy watching all the robots going haywire and bumping into stuff and exploding the dizzy idiots. That's quite satisfying. I haven't satisfying. seen that one. I don't think I've seen that. If you shoot the robot on that one, it's like it's, it's not a robot. It looks like um like a little power plant buzzing away in there, like with electric. Right. If you shoot that, all the robots, I think I think they stop firing as well. They just go mental. They just walk into walls and kill themselves. They just blow up. It's real fun. And on the fourth one, which is level 16, is the robot factory. Churns out more tank robots as you kill them off. So if you shoot, if you kill all the robots in the room... When you absolutely, positively got to kill every mother in the room, except no substitute. And it's still churning out other ones. You'll still get the bonus for it, and that'll be it. You, you can still shoot the robots, but they just keep... You can't stop them churning out. It'll keep churning them out. So it's best just to kill the robots, get the bonus, and get out of there quick. Because Otto turns up. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, if you fire two bullets, they get stuck in a ricochet, and you can't fire until one dies, until one of the bullets, like, fades out. I found that. So I thought it was a bug. You fire two, and they're bouncing. They move, when they ricochet, they move. They don't stay the same ricochet. They move slowly up or down the wall, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think they always go up. If you shoot at a wall and it bounces, if you stay still, it'll go above your head. So I think they go up. So if, if you've got two walls and your bullets are going in between, they'll bounce. If it's a really long wall, like one on the left side of the screen and one on the right-hand side of the screen, it takes a while travelling from one side of the screen to the other, and you can't shoot when your two bullets are bouncing around. Until they hit something solid, a robot or one of the, the dotted walls, they'll keep bouncing around. You cannot shoot. It's really annoying. Each enemy can have three shots on screen, as far as I remember. So when their shots are bouncing around, they can be defenseless too, but that hardly ever happens. And you can shoot the enemy bullets, can't you? Just like in Berserk, yeah. You can do it in yeah, Berserk. You, yeah, you can sort of stop them, but it, it's hard you, to hit them. Yeah, when you're trying to shoot the, the guys that are, are moving, the, the skeletons, it, yeah. you've got to shoot and then move the guy into the bullet, haven't you? Yes, because they, they follow your exact movements. So if you shoot yeah. upwards and go to the right, they'll move to the right and hopefully get hit by the bullet. Hmm. Also, same as in Berserk, you can be safely shot through the gap in your character's neck. Oh, I didn't. I didn't happen with me that. I never got that happen. I, I, I don't do it on purpose. Happen. Every now and again, it happens by accident. You go, oh, thank God for that. But not very often. Also, just thought in Berserk when the robots, I think you as well, when you fire diagonally, your bullet is a lot longer than it is horizontally or vertically. Not in Frenzy, the same shape in Frenzy. They've sort of eliminated that. Because it's easy to hit a long bullet. So tips and secrets on this game is quite a lot, actually. It's quite a bit more to it than Berserk. Berserk is a lot simpler. So you can kill Crazy Otto with three bullets. You get 20 points per hit. After killing him two times in the same level, he is nearly always too fast to kill again, but I have done it a few times. So if you get really close to the edge of getting out of the room, you can have a go at it and just move quickly before he gets you. But if you kill him on the large robot screen, on the first, fourth screen, four crazy otters will come for you at full speed, so you have to get out of there quick. You yeah, will not you're, kill you're right near the exit, haven't you? It's a proper gang of them. Get used to blasting yourself and exiting the walls. It's a great tactic that you will need. I do it nearly all the time. Use the first few seconds on the screen to work out what you need to do to survive. Don't be afraid to run for it out the way if there's too many robots and reflective walls around you to start with. You need to plan your first few moves very quickly then all hell breaks loose and the bullets come at you. Blast a small area around you first if there's robots close, then work out which ones can be got without them being able to get you easily. Get away from close reflective walls as you'll shoot yourself in the ass or a robot's bullet will come out of nowhere at you. 
Make sure you've got an exit planned, whether running out an open wall or blasting yourself your very own exit. Don't get pinned in. Try and get the enemy up or down or sideways. Diagonal shots are really tricky and they're more accurate with them than you could hope to be. So they're better at diagonals than you are because they're programmed robots and you're just a mere idiot. If you fire sideways and hit a bouncy wall, keep still. It will come back above your head and miss you. If you go up, you're dead. Let the Skelotrons walk into your firewall from the right. They always try and get to the left of your shots if you're shooting from above or below them. Let Otto take out robots when he appears, rather than risking getting hit by you on level, just like in Berserk. Let him kill them off for you. Try not to get hemmed in an area where bullets are in a twangy loop of bouncing off multiple walls. I always try and exit the room on the lower right. This way... I can line up Otto as he bounces and kill him twice for an easy 120 points. Yeah, I try to do that. Do you exit before you've killed all the robots a lot? No, just... I nearly always kill the robots because you get the big bonus right. at the end. Yeah, right. I think, right. You, I think you get 10 points for each bonus, but each robot you've killed. And sometimes you can get... No, it must be more than that because sometimes you get 220 points bonus. There's quite a lot of bonus. Maybe it's 20 points per, per robot, perhaps. And are you still moving from left to right? I always go left to right. And unless something's after me and I've got to get out quick, I try mm. not to go down because the robots fire at you higher than the centre of their their size. So if you're going downwards, it's easy to get shot from a robot. If you're going up, it's quite easy to shoot their legs. Mm. So if yeah. you're going down, you're going through their fire. Whereas if you go up into them, you're below their fire. So it's always bad to go down, If but you have to sometimes if you have to. I always nearly always try and go left to right, left to right. I found some bugs. Oh no! Oh, we're not little blue robot bugs here. And there's no bugs in Berserk, as far as I know. Sometimes I've had it a few times. A robot can get a shot through a reflective wall. I know. Yeah. They cheat. They on cheat. a corner. It's on a corner a lot of the time, isn't yep, it? Yep, it they is. Can shoot through the corner. It sort of it, it goes against the reflective bit and then sort of jumps through the the bit. And, I've seen them just go up and down and got through before. I'm like, where's that bullet come from? I realised the thing's gone through it. Also, if you go right up to a destructive wall, you know, the one of the dotted walls, sometimes it won't get destroyed unless you move a bit off of it. So if you're too yeah. close to it, it won't shoot properly, which is really annoying if you're trying to get out of the way and autos after you. This is another thing that's annoying, but not a bug, I don't think. Robots can squeeze off a last shot a second after they've been hit. It's not really a bug, but annoying nonetheless. When a robot's hit, all of its on-screen bullets should disappear, really, like most games. Yeah. That is a bit of a bummer, that. I've been hit a few times doing that. Right, this is definitely not a bug, I found out. This is a little story about my Bosconian ISIS screen. I have to explain this to everyone, because I got onto people on UKVAC, and I think on Twitter about it. I was playing Frenzy on my BZ FPGA board, which is the... A, a, a modern-ish FPGA little board that plays Berserk, Frenzy, uh, both versions of Berserk and Frenzy. And it's mm. actually, it's an FPGA board, but it's got its own Z80 chip on it. So it runs the original processor and the FPGA takes out, you know, covers all the rest of the chips on it and the RAM and everything. So I've been playing it on that. So it's, it's almost the same. It's very, very, very close to the original boards. It's really, really good. I recommend it if anyone gets one. If you're really into Berserk and Frenzy, get this board. It's brilliant. So I was playing that, and I was playing it on my Bosconian Isis cab because it's a horizontal monitor. 
It's got an eight-way joystick and one fire button, so it's perfect for playing that on. And it's jammer, so it just mm. plugs right in. So I was playing on that. I was getting quite into it, and I was doing quite well, and I got to about level 20 or so. And I got to a level where you couldn't see the walls. I was like, oh, no, this is weird. It might be one of those, you know, some of the old Atari games used to have invisible levels or upside-down levels. And all this. I was like, oh, wow, it's an invisible level. So I sort of made my way through it. And usually you get, when you're doing the different robots, you usually get two levels of, say, the red robot, and then you'll have a, a cyan robot, then it'll be a a purple robot or a blue robot. And you get two levels of that, usually, and then it goes on to the next colour. So I had two levels of what I thought was invisible walls. And then it went on to invisible robots. I was like, whoa, what's going on? Is there something wrong with my FPGA? This can't be right. You know, people have got millions of points on this. You, it's impossible to do a level with inv- invisible robots, invisible <laughs> yeah. fire, because the robots are all the same colour, and their fire is the same colour as well. There's always robots... Just killing me because the, the, you know, you couldn't see them firing. So the game was over and I was on about 20 odd thousand points. And at the time, that was my highest score. So, oh, I've got a really high score. I was like, if I, I, was, I was looking online to see if anyone's got a problem with it and no one had said anything about this obvious problem. I was like, oh, for God's sake. So I got into UK VAC and I said, this is, this can't be right. You know, and everyone's going, oh, the game's hard enough as it is without invisible robots. And, um, Gary Favorton is a really good player said, I think he plays it on main, whatever, and he used to play it in the arcade years. And he said, "No, I've never seen that before. It must be something wrong. You know, you, you couldn't, you just couldn't do that." So I was backwards and forwards with a few people who were sort of helping me out a little bit, and um, I put some screenshots on there when, I, when it happened. And I was like, "That's weird," you know. And everyone said, "Is something wrong with your monitor?" I said, I "Don't think so." And I did notice on that cab, and that's hence why I had to fix the monitor I was talking about earlier. Mm. I think what happened is it. it it was missing a colour, you know, with, when I was moving the cable around. I think it was missing a colour, and it wasn't mixing right with another colour. I think what was happening is it wasn't displaying dark blue properly, because yeah, that's yeah. when the, the dark blue robots turn up, after the, the soon after the bouncy walls or whatever. And obviously I had the blue walls, which I couldn't see, and then the blue robots, which I couldn't see. So I think it was the dark blue that was a problem. So what I did in the end, I said, right, I'll, I'll try this, this FPGA, on my horizontal pony. So I put it in there and I was playing Frenzy on a 28-inch screen and it was really bright and nice because that monitor in the, the ISIS cab was really dull and it wasn't a very good monitor and that. And I started playing it and I kept playing it on the pony and I realised it was just something wrong with the colour on the monitor. So right. there was nothing wrong with the FPGA board as well. And that's when I got over that, that score and over those levels and just kept running with it and I just kept getting better and better. But... For a brief few minutes or a little while, I thought my FPGA was wrong because I'd never played Frenzy that long on it before. I'd never given it more than like 20 minutes because I just couldn't play it because I was rubbish at it. I thought it was too hard. You know, it didn't want to play it. I just didn't really stick at it. But I'm glad I did because of this podcast. So I'm Mm. really glad you chose it. So (laughs) not a bug at all. Just my stupid monitor. But hopefully if I put it back in there now, it should be okay. But I really like playing Frenzy on a 28-inch screen. It's lovely. So good. Yeah. Yeah, where mine is. Mine's 28-inch. Is that what you were playing the game on? Yeah. Cool. So graphics and sound, um, nearly the same as Berserk. It's the same hardware. You've got dotted walls. You've got the bouncy walls. You've got slightly different robots. But your character's exactly the same. Uh, the walls are a little bit thinner because they have, the levels, as I said earlier, the corridors are smaller, so you get more corridors on there. 
Um, and you get the, the mega computers in every fourth screen, the mega robots. Same sounds as Berserk. But the speech is not quite as used as well. They don't yes, use... Yes, there's hardly any. I wonder if it was down... Because it was the same hardware. You had the same speech chip. I wonder if they used maybe all the RAM on the game and they couldn't. They didn't have anything left over in the program memory to make the speech work. I don't know, because you don't get the coins detected in Pocket. You don't get the taunts that the computer... You just get a few bits pieced together and it's not quite as chatty as, as Berserk, is it? No, it could, yeah, it could be. Then graphics made... The, the graphics different, yeah. ti- graphics, Four different big graphics tiles made... Of, you know, for the monsters may have took a lot of memory up. And you've got to remember back then, they only had a few K to hold these things in. So maybe that was mm. the imitation of the hardware. I don't know. Could you also be. get Color Clash. When your your character goes too near a wall, you get Color Clash, like the old Spectrum, which is quite fun. Mm. Quite fun. It's rubbish, actually. It's good. The cabinet art. Right. Frenzy got its own dedicated cabinet, even though it was on the, almost the same hardware as uh, Berserk. It's basically a Berserk cab, which is basically a Scramble cab, Stern cab. Um, but Frenzy is not anywhere near as nice as the Berserk cab. Frenzy is a bright orange cab. It's got some really janky artwork on the side, like a little square with just a round ball face in it, like a, a supposed to be a, an Otto, I suppose. Whereas mm. on the Berserk cab, it's all black, and you've got red and blue like robots on there, really evil-looking robots, which are really... They're, they're stenciled on there. They're really, really cool. But Frenzy is just, yeah, and the Frenzy marquee is like sort of like broken glass kind of effect, like smashed glass. And it's just not as nice a cab. You've got like a orange and blue control panel, which has just got a few arrows on it, whereas the Berserk one was like a stainless steel one. Mm. So it's just not as nice, really. And yet you haven't got the really cool artwork around the monitor bezel. It was on Berserk. It was like kind of like a cartoon kind of thing. Yeah, like I don't like comic it, actually. Book. Do you? I d- yeah, I think it's nowhere near as like nice it. as Berserk. That's the only thing. No, no not as good, but I, I think it's decent. Think nice it. colours. I don't think I've ever seen a, a dedicated Frenzy cab. It might be one at um, Galloping Ghost or Fun Spot, but I can't remember. I've seen loads of Berserk cabs around, but not Frenzies. Usually mm. they're in they're in a Frenzy uh, a Berserk cab, usually with a, a switchable game in there or something. Yeah. So there's some trivia on this game, Sean. As nouns, the difference between frenzy and berserk. Frenzy is a state of wild activity or panic, while berserk is a crazed Norse warrior who fought in a frenzy. Mm. That's a berserker, not a berserk. Well, a berserk, berserker. Berserker. The green player, player one, is called Nathan, and the cyan one is Sonia. Found this out. They are both from the city of Leicester. That's lovely, that. Oh, lovely. Neighbours, I think, them two. Right, should we do some scores? There's quite a few people played. Thank you for playing, everyone. Yeah, yeah, here we go. And most of you didn't do anywhere near as good as me. In your faces, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we've got Acid Monkey, 1795. Uh, Paradise, I think this is our Flinster. Uh, 1850, he says, No, this is the child Robotron never admitted to having. It even has Spectrum Colour Clash. Berserk equals better. And because he's so low down the uh, the list of scores, his opinion doesn't matter. Oh, nice. Chris K. June, 2015. Absolutely not. Terrible. I'm going back to Joust, he's put. Oh, let's cancel him. Cancelled. 
Cancelled. Exploding Pinball Man, 2,136 points. Can I also explain, because you've got little odds, twos and threes and fours on the end of the points, when you shoot parts of the destructive walls, you can get one, two, three, and up to five points, I think, each for a segment of wall. That's where you've got little funny odd, odd scores at the end of your scores. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, ZX Michael has got 2,164. No minutes to spare. Raspberry Pi finally set up after a house move for one quick credit on this month's game. Oh, we'll let him off for his low score for one game. Uh, Pilbo, 2,383. Zestora, 3,675. Paul McCaskey, 3,712. Tracy from the club, 3,735. Uh, Dino, 3,889. Rob McCraft, 3,920. AWS, 4,223. Ross, Ross, Ross. I saw him the other week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Shout out to Ross, 4,629. Alan Delta Lima, 4,648. Ivan Storm, 4,727. He is a storm of Ivans. Uh, Louis Wellham, 5,003. Old Man Steve, 5,058. He is Jimmy, 5,092. And he says, quite wrongly, awful, awful, awful game. Slow, sluggish, and unrewarding. I've seen better graphics on a 1982 budget Spectrum game. <laughs> its only redeeming feature is the sound. I can only assume that all of you kids love this game. Sure, you mean to play a pinball. So does he not like Berserk, then? Because everyone seems to like Berserk, and it's a very similar game. Yeah, yeah. One Punch Rob, 5169. Thanks for the many, many mentions in this podcast, guys. Bill on about One Punch Run, Ron, Ronnie is his granddad. I'm thinking, I'm liking Frenzy, but about about ready for a new game now. Hopefully it'll be one they have at Arcade Club Bury, so we can all have a match at the meet. Yeah, that's an idea. Uh, Mr. Messi, 5407. Logic tells me I should like this more than Berserk, which always felt like an incomplete game to me. However, despite Frenzy's extra gameplay elements, the robots are far more scary in Berserk. Better than these daft skeletons. Drumsy, sidekick fame, 5650. Matt Neo MK, 5654. And he says he should like this more than he does, but it hasn't got the draw factor for me. Just haven't put the time into it. Seems incomplete and needs much more for a sequel. Rather go back to Robotron. Next! Ed Horse, 5953. Neil, 20 to 5, 6,063. He wasn't a fan of it. Michael, ah. Vort- Michael Vortman, 7817. Berserk, the older, classic and serious. Frenzy, the younger, playful and brisk. I love both. Great pick. Nice one. Good opinion. Majok, 7,156. Bill Wellham, Stereo Deluxe. I'm doing Stereo Deluxe, both shaking my hands. I'm not going to edit that into Stereo. Okay. Well, we, we do mono, don't we? So and then we put effects in stereo. I think most podcasters do mono because it's just it's just more clear on a podcast, isn't it? Fascinating, Sean. Yes, yes. I'm sure the listeners wanted to know about that. Yeah. Well, uh, Bill Wellham is is in stereo and he's got eight six four three. It's flipping hard. I spent an hour playing yesterday and could could not get to six thousand this morning. Eight six four three on first attempt. I'm thinking of retiring on a high. But still prefer Uncle Berserk. Right now we've got to this level of the scores. Before I started playing this for the podcast, my high score table on Frenzy it saves the top five. Mm. It, it actually displays ten, but it'll save five. I was at the top of there with about eight thousand points, and guess who was number two on about seven thousand points? Charlie Farr. Only Mr. Tronads. Oh. When he came around to visit a while back, we must have been playing it. 
and he put a second score in there of 7,000 odd. So we can sort of say he's about at that area because I don't think he's he's put a score in for this one. He's about there. So we're about where we are now. So the next on our list is Johnny B, 8,743. John Beresford. We see him at the club. Jeremy Riley. Jeremy yeah. Riley. Doing the dishes. Ah, I don't know why. When I'm shooting robots. <laughs> 9712, changing my play style on Frenzy, 1982, to run into the exit instead of clearing and seeing the, a commensurate increase in my score. That's I've tried that. If it looked too hard, you know, if, if you, it's like a corridor of bullets, I just legged it. But you, yeah. don't, get many, you don't get many points, do you? If, you, if you? if there's lots of bouncy walls around and there's bullets flying, get out. Because mm. sometimes you can just get hit by stray bullets. Yeah, that's that's the way of playing it, really. But I'm usually pretty good at clearing the robots. Usually. Yeah. So, who's next? Jay Ping. Uh, 10,651 points. Mixed feelings with this one. Can be frustrating at times, but I've played it quite a lot. The Skellingtons get very arsey once I get around 10,000 points. Mm, you wait till the blue ones turn up. Looking forward to the new game now. Next... Brian Haribo nine sorry ten nine three eight. Where's Wally? Because he couldn't. Ah, I, I, yeah, I I'll explain this. this. You, your character, if you're playing the first player, is green. There are levels where you've got green robots, and if you don't keep an eye on where you enter the level, you might get a bit of a where's Wally situation. You know, where's Nathan, which is the the level one player, and you'll lose yourself. But mm. if you go left to right all the time, you've got a good idea where you're coming from. But yeah, he's definitely right. If you if you look away while you, your level's changing, because the level sort of scrolls out to the next level, you might miss where you are, and you might get confused which one you are. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it's me next. After watching John at Retro Reloader at Play Blackpool, the way he played it, he got 50,000 then. Wow. And how you lead the robots into their own bullets and stuff. I, I, got, I went from 10,000 to 14,182 is my latest score. But I'm saved. I've put this in my favourites. Yeah. So I reckon I reckon I can get twenty thousand on it eventually. Can, can I just give you a boom on your score? Boom. It's not bad. Is boom. It? I come in about fifth. I think. I say boom. <laughs> <laughs> I only like it because I never win against you anymore, and I <laughs> have this time. So played in Japan, fourteen thousand hundred twenty-seven. I like it. Need more practice, though. Shoot yourself in face more than you'd think. Ooh, Mr. Rygar. We had a good chat to him last Saturday. Mm-hmm. 16328. Sterling works there. And fantastic cover art for last week's podcast, last month's podcast, when we were doing the silly jowls thing. He put Bernie Clifton to such a shame. Frenzy was a nice pick. I don't think I ever saw one in the arcade back in the day, but I know it's dad. Berserk. Berserk with his manic robot speech and simple and brutal game mechanic. But in my humble opinion, Frenzy made some improvements. The non-lethal destructible walls are a big plus, as is the way you can kill Otto. But for the same reason, it's also quite a bit tougher. In the end, I found the process of going for a high score to be a bit of a grind. But maybe that's because I was focusing on clearing each level for the bonus. Now I come to think of it, it might have made more sense to bail out earlier a bit, earlier a bit more often. Oh, well, here's my best score so far. That's a good score, I think. 16, 3 to 8. It's, it's below average for me, actually. Yes, yes, I'm, yes, I'm very good at this. 
<laughs> Sal Biglarisi has been on, as he does. Thank you, Sal. 16,830. This one is all about the angles, and I found myself playing hide-and-seek on the harder stages. Frenzy has the best sound when you get an extra man, hands down. I do like that sound. It's quite... Gets you on the, on the edge. And, oh, i got a life. Brilliant. It's loud, isn't it? Rob DC, 25539. And me... I know that for a while. 30... You got it wrong here, son. I got slightly better than that. 35,639 points. My best. All oh, right, I didn't see that. My BZFPGA board saves the top five scores after turn-off, and the lowest score on there is 21,352. So you, Sean, wouldn't even feature on my high score page, Holly. So, <gasps> in your face! Oh, that felt so good. <laughs> oh, I haven't done it for ages. I am, I am, I'm generally a loser on these games, but today, not too bad. Winner. But the winner, with double my score and a bit more, is John Retro Reloader, 80,062 points, which is, for me, absolutely brilliant score. But I know for a fact that Gary Favoured Son can get over a million on this game, which is amazing. But a lot of people who play Frenzy can. I think it's because you keep getting the, three th- the extra life every th- 3,000 points. Because when yeah. I was watching a video of someone playing it really well... The little men or the little people at the bottom of the screen were all the way across the screen and kept going. And when they kept losing a life, right. you didn't even see them removing off the screen because they were they were longer than the screen is long. So they must have right. had hundreds of lives stacked up. So you know, there must be sort of a groove that obviously John can get into where you just play the game. And I was sort of getting into it, but I could not get to 40k. I wanted to, and I think I will. I'm going to keep playing it. I want to get to 40k. That'd be really good. Yeah, it's, it's very clever how he, when he starts a level, he, he sort of he sort of moves and then has a look and uh, try to steer the bullets into the robots. Yeah. And after after the level level just clears itself because they're all shooting each other. Yeah. And then and then he moves. Very clever. The weird, the weird thing you said about when they shoot each other because I've actually had a few times now where I'm near the 3,000 points to get an extra life, like 3, 6, 9, 12, whatever, and I'll die, and the robots will keep shooting each other, and you get the scores, and you'll get an extra life, even though you're dead. Yeah. And I've actually lost my last life and got another another life, which is really, Mm. oh, brilliant, I'm still alive, and you can carry on. But the first, yeah, yeah, I'll talk about my my hints and tips as well. I want to meet John, actually, and see him play and watch his tips as well. So... I'm actually absolutely delighted to have easily knocked off Tronads off my F- FPGA board high score table. He had a measly 7k. He's <laughs> not put a score in, has he? He hasn't, but you need to have 20,000, you need to have over 21,352 to be on my score table, son. Ooh. I think that, yeah, so last Saturday night, I just saw Charlie Farr playing Berserk, and he, he got 85,000. He says it's just... Not valid. Not I know, valid. I know it's too late, but it says it's just starting to click, he said. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's a, it's a kind of game that does, because before this, as I said, I was only getting like 8K maximum. I found it so hard, but something in me clicked, and mm. I've learned how to play it. And I can still go back to Berserk... And play it. I think my score, my high score on Berserk Slow Bullets best is thirty one thousand. 
Mm. And at the moment, because I'm, I'm a bit rusty and I can't get anywhere near it, but I can play it. But Berserk, when you play Frenzy alone, and go back to Berserk, it seems really slow and sluggish. Really slow. And the levels seem massive because the, the corridors are a lot bigger. And the robots are always a bit dumber mm. as well. And, and you can, and if you walk into just about anything on Berserk, you're dead. Whereas in Frenzy, you can even walk into the robots. As long as they don't shoot at you, they won't, they won't hit you, they won't kill you. Yeah, yeah. I think they had to do that a bit because of the, 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 the size of the levels. And it's because there's so much in there. I think if you walked into everything as well and it touched you, it'd just kill you, it'd be too hard. So there's ports and sequels to this. The ColecoVision version is pretty good. It's a little bit quicker than the arcade. Uh, the graphics are chunkier, so you seem to move around a bit faster because it's you know there's less of you to move around or more of you to move around. The robots aren't quite as aggressive, and you do get a little tinkly little tune in the background. And it's way better version than the 2600 version of Berserk, which is a similar vintage that sort of area. Mm. ZX Spectrum got a version absolutely pants, more like Berserk than Frenzy. Uh, this is a good one. I, I need to get this. I do actually want to buy this. Uh, Bob D. Crescenzo, who is an absolute genius programmer, did an Atari 7800 port back in 2013, which I didn't know about. And it was helped. He was helped by the original designer. This version looks arcade perfect, looks really good, but it's got different sounds due to the 7800's god awful tier sound chip. Although, Bob made an excellent attempt, and it has speech too. The cart. Also, as a bonus, has got Berserk on it as well. I'm definitely going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to order it tonight, actually. I'm going to treat, treat myself. So mm, nice. I've, I've got I've got the... I think it's Bob DiCrescenzo as well. He did a version of Scramble and a game called... Uh, what was it? It's a play on the Cubert name. It's not Cubert, but it's something like that. He did a version of Cubert, basically, and a version of Scramble... And they're both brilliant on the 7800. They're really, really good. So I'm going to get this as well, I think. So the changes and improvements, there are a few that could be done. Uh, these are only our sort of ideas. Uh, and if someone mm. wants to make one in the future, I'd be really happy to help them play it. Make it. Uh, another button for a very brief rechargeable shield, perhaps. That'd be quite a good. A shield, That'd maybe. be nice. Yeah. Like a sort of phoenix shield. That's just for a few seconds. You can only have maybe one a level. Less bouncy walls. <sighs> Bloody things. A tiny bit more time before the robots start shooting the shiz out of you. Maybe this could be a difficulty setting in the dip switches. Yeah, you have like, what is it, two or three seconds max? Not even that. On the later levels, you've got to move pretty quick. Pickups. Maybe a timed invulnerability shield. Maybe a smart bomb. Maybe a bomb that you can drop and explodes a few seconds later. Uh, A few more different kinds of robots, actually. Two is not really enough. Maybe ones that need more than one shot, even. But you'd have to start with less robots on level to be, to be, to be a thing. It'd be too difficult otherwise. Maybe they change colour as you shoot them. Maybe they start mm-hmm. off like red and go green and white or whatever to kill. I don't know. Uh, shoot will explode things. So, you know, like in Doom, when you, when you shoot one of the barrels, it takes all the, the monsters out near it. If you could hit maybe a barrel or something and it takes out, I don't know, an inch or two around it to kill off the robot, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Two-player simultaneous game. How cool would that be? Yeah, like what's the wizard thing? Wizard of War. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, it would. Re- yeah, it would really mind you of that. That'd be really good, actually. A two-player version. Be really cool. And you can get friendly fire. You could kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. How about 
missions. Someone should create Frenzy 2, right? If anyone's listening, I'll help out with ideas, I'll help out with testing. I'll be happy to flog it on the arcade, on our podcast as well. Missions. Maybe there's a level every now and again where you're given some directions to rescue a fellow stick person, you get a little map or something, you've got to go through the levels, rescue the, the stick person from like a little jail or something, and then you've got to get them to another destination to get rid of them, to help them away, without getting them or yourselves killed. Could be. Could oh. be. Sounds all right. Frenzy 2. Come on, people. Frenzy 2. I- I think it'd be made a lot better with more Robert speech. Yeah, it would. There's, a, there's hardly any, but it could be because of them. Yeah, the, I think the big, the, the big graphics that it's using. I think it's limitations in the hardware, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Enjoy. Enjoy. Incredibly enjoy. I never played this on my. FZ FPJ board as I was terrible at it and wrote it off. It's been far too hard to be enjoyable, but I'm so glad I was wrong. I just got better and learned the game a bit, rather like Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. all those years ago, and I just kept at it and made myself better at it. It makes both versions of Berserk seem slow to me now. Hmm. Even though the games are similar, they play very differently. Very different in feeling than, say, Pac-Man to Ms. Pac-Man the sequel or Space Invaders to Space Invaders Part 2 the sequel because those games are nearly the same there's hardly any changes but on this even though it looks quite similar there's lots of differences on it and the the play style is very different very different yeah I think it is a good sequel like we were talking about it last weekend like you've got centipede and millipede i think millipede is a good sequel i think it's it adds more to it i know people yeah. are, are not not mad on it but some people are i know yeah. a couple of scottish guys that like mark and uh mike are but uh asteroids and asteroids deluxe i like both of them the same yeah i, I like deluxe a little bit better you've got yeah, the so spaceships chasing you which i quite, find quite fun see i think that was a good sequel as well yeah, I think yeah, not is, a lot of differences is, but yeah this is a very good sequel i wouldn't say better than berserk but different it's on a par i think i love berserk and i loved berserk back in the day as a kid mm. i loved it because i was quite good at it as a kid but i never played frenzy back in the day i don't think i even knew about it actually never saw it no no so me getting into this is like an extra bonus for me because it's like it's like oh here's another game you never knew about that's good and mm. I knew about it, obviously, a lot of years ago, but never really played it, because I thought, oh, it's too hard, it's too hard. When you get into it, it does get easier. And I think the, the main play tips, as I said before, is work out what you've got to do very quickly. You know, That first yeah. few seconds, you've got to work out quickly. Because I think on Berserk, people always say, when you get to later levels, always shoot right. If you're coming from the left, always shoot right. Because if, if there's a robot there, he will kill you. But if you shoot right straight away, you'll get him. So that's what I tend to do is work out quickly what's around me and then sort of start taking away. But once you get rid of a few and give yourself a bit of room to move around where you can't be shot, then you can sort of work out which ones you can get to and you can wait for them, line them up, you know, wait for them to, to blow each other up or whatever. And it's, it's quite good. Or, you know, get let Otto get them. And it's quite a bit of tactics. But the very first two seconds, you've got to really think quick. And that's mm. what I like doing. And also, when you, it's got a bit of the nemesis about it, the Gradius. 
when you've been sort of strolling through levels, doing levels, and you get killed, you start in the middle of the level, not in the centre, but in the, in the middle of the left or the right where you came in. You start on the left, I think, in the centre. So you can have robots to the right of you, above you, and below you. But if you come in on the bottom level, you can only have them to the right and above. So I always go left to right, left to right, left to right. So it's quite good to start at the bottom, but there's not so many around you. But when you get killed, right. you start in the middle, and you get killed easy. Usually on the later levels, if I get killed, I'll lose three lives, one after the other, really quickly. And you've got to quickly mm. sort of get yourself back into it to get going again. And once you get going, you can do loads of levels and get more lives again. But as soon as you get killed, I nearly always lose more than one, one life on the later levels. Nearly always. Because right. I, I got, when I was playing a little while ago, I got to 18,000 points without losing a life. So I had like six extra men and then lost them all and got to 22,000. I only like got one extra life after that. It was rubbish. I was really annoyed with myself because I got all that way and stacked up the lives and lost them all real quick. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like Frenzy now. I really, really like it. I'm so See, surprised. I picked, I picked that for you, Vic. Thank you very much, Sean. <laughs> you get a ping for that. How about that? <laughs> It's an enjoy from me as well. I do. I keep rage putting on it, but I have put it in my favourites, and I'm not. I've not gone back to Berserk. I'm going to carry on with this. There is something about it that get, keeps making me play it. Go back and to the, Berserk and see if you think it's really slow. Play play the normal because yeah. I normally always play slow bullets because fast bullets is crazy later on. But mm. slow bullets is obviously you get fast auto later on as well, so you've got to be careful of that. But it just seems so slow. And, and the area seems massive because the, the corridors are way bigger on Berserk so that the levels are less complicated. They're much, much yeah. simpler. And the robots just, they're stupider as well because they run into each other and kill themselves and run into walls and stuff. Whereas on Frenzy, they don't. They bump into each other and they'll, they'll move out your way, your bullets, and they'll come for you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite a different game. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed this one. Really enjoyed it. Mm. Nice. 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 Next show's game. Uh-oh. It's my um, pick this time, son. Um, worryingly, you've left it blank again. Yeah, because I got in my little pa- my little notebook here. Flap, 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 flap. I got some games. One of them's a mad Japanese one. One of them I can just cross off. Just a minute. Let me get my pen out. Tiger Road's <laughs> been crossed out. Right. We've got... In fact, they're all platform games. All right. Right, I'm going to tell you what they are, and then I'm going to choose which one they are. Crazy Kong Part 2. Mm. It's not Donkey Kong. It's certainly not Donkey Kong. Space Panic. Right, with that, the Universal. original digging. The first platform game. Yeah. And Load Runner. Ooh. I think I'm going to choose Load Runner by Irem, which was obviously a Broderbund. Didn't, it, was, it was one of those PC... Sorry. It was one of those home computer games. I think it was Apple II for a start, weren't it? Yeah, I believe it was. The Apple II, yeah. Well, obviously, the Commodore 64 and loads of different versions of it. It went everywhere. A, and there was different. There's a few arcade versions of that, so you have to pick. The, is it going to be the very first one? The original one, or? one yeah. Load Runner 1, yeah. the first one. It's by Irem. Irem did a version of it. I was playing it the other night. I re- I've always liked Load Runner. Always liked it. Yeah. The arcade version is quite cool. Quite like it. So, Load Runner Kids, and it's going to be... The ROM is Load Runner, Load Runner Set 1, and the settings are... The dip switch settings are Timer is Slow, Lives 3, uh, 
And that's all you need to know, really. Oh, there's loads of cheats on it. Do not be using those, everyone. There's a stop mode cheat, a level selection cheat, and vulnerability. Do not be using them. What's the What's the ROM called? The ROM is called L D R U N. So get your load runner on, kids. Load runner set one, nineteen eighty four. Wow. Yeah, it's quite a late one. It's a nice little game, actually. So hopefully we'll enjoy that. Uh, any more to add, Sean? No, it's just to, it's good to be podcasting. It's good to be back. It's a long. It's been, we've been five weeks this time because we both couldn't do it last week. We? Also, get your scores in for the 29th of November. It's a Monday. I think we should be doing these on Monday from now on, Sean, because you've got your um, your crab magic on Tuesday, haven't you? <laughs> Tuesdays and, I, and Thursdays, yeah. And I've got Bake Off for a little while longer until the, the head baker's been uh, crowned. So, yeah, it's probably easier for us to do a Monday. So, Monday the 29th of November, please, 5pm UK times. Get your scores in, people. Sounds good to me. It does. You can submit your scores uh, via email to the site, which is vertvic at 10 on Twitter with hashtag 10pscore, and you can talk about the, the games there as well, if you like. Give yourself tips and stuff. Facebook, or as a comment on the podcast posts, uh, the brilliant Sidekick app, which everyone should have on Android and Apple phones. Uh, UK Vac, uh, bearded hipster can come round or put it on a slate, bring you a coffee with it engraved in the foam, I don't know, whatever. So just get mm-hmm. your scores into us, it'd be great. I hope you enjoy the game. And that's about all from me. Uh, So thanks for listening. And I will talk to you in a month. Thanks for listening, kids. It's been a pleasure as always. We will check you out. Check me out on YouTube. It's brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, you should do, really. It's craptastic, I think they call it. Yeah, it's kind of a care in the YouTube community, isn't it? It is. They're looking after me. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you've got your slippers and your tea. Coffee. Yeah. Sorry, coffee. Don't give him tea. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, Turns no, into no. like a weird Hulk doing crab magic. <laughs> That's your crab. Your crabby claws. I bet, I bet, they, actually, I bet they sound like that. Is, that. is that one of your moves? Crab claw. Hammer fist. No, crab claw. Sounds much better. Oh, Goodbye, Sean. Goodbye. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 